All right, clap sync. Three, two, one. Amaze balls, everyone. Oh boy, oh, and we're right in oh, here. Yeah. Yeah. All day for that intro. <laughs> <laughs> that one locked and loaded. Yeah, I was man. gonna say if it if it wouldn't oh screw God. up Craig, I would have just like done, did the Discord hang up noise just now and just leave. <laughs> yeah, dude, I I wonder if it would screw up Craig. Well, now is not the time to find out. Maybe you can out. insert that in post. Okay. Yeah. Let's not suggest yeah. work. Okay. Just, just like just at. like three of them immediately. Just like everybody leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's funny. Hey guys. How are you? And then like Craig fails too. Like, fuck. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Even Craig just rage quits because of that awful maze balls quote. I know. <sighs> it's funny, like we were just talking, uh I should say over dinner, but that's not really the appropriate thing because I made Ram at five minutes before the podcast mm-hmm. and then just ate it over the counter while everyone else oh, was like yeah. trying to hold the conversation but then didn't really want to hear or no, watch I was that. eating Thanksgiving leftovers it was equal <laughs> so it's just sort of like 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 your sister was just getting up and like just sort of slowly leaving <laughs> trying to walk away it's not that bad but I'm not saying it's that good either but anyways it was funny we were talking about the different words in this game that mm-hmm. they use that are mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous and you know Amazeballs comes out and I was like that's ridiculous thumbs down you know Uber, whatever the fuck comes up. It's Uber, like cool. Thumbs down. Uber, yeah, cool. Uber cool. Because like Uber was briefly used, but like Uber cool is like really bad. Um, and yeah, like, you know, Epic is used, I think was pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. And then at one point you were like, yeah, you know, I would have said Hella is like a super. And I'm like, wait, Hella is like standard. And it was like, oh, wait. So like, I'm wondering like if people just aren't here are like sitting there like Amazeballs was super standard. Like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like that everyone <laughs> says that we still use it. Because like, hella, I'm sure it's all like situational, right? Like, I feel like within my friend group, it was always a awesome sauce. We'd always say, "Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with that one." Mm -hmm. I have said that ever. Yeah, (laughs) I, I, I don't think I could have stomached a word like that. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit much. Awesome sauce. I mean, it's for me. I didn't say it like seriously but like you know what how you say things ironically and then you just start saying them yeah like lol oh god that's my yeah. fucking dirty cl- sales yeah. in the closet yeah. is saying lol out loud you do I, say it out I, loud. I only <laughs> exclusively hate those people and myself <laughs> saying that. that's the problem it's like for me like i wanted to accept it right and i wanted to be like well i've slowly started to say it and so it's okay now but i can't accept that it's okay mm-hmm. now i've just started to say it um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fucking bad. Like especially like in online video games or whatever. Like someone will say something. Like we were talking about this before the podcast, but like push to talk video games, right? Where like you know you're just sitting there on the mic like waiting, and someone says something super ridiculous, and in a push to talk context, it's really easy for everyone else to just not say anything, mm-hmm. which is the <laughs> most awkward, excruciating. Yeah, you don't get speed. to hear like the laughter sounds. So they'll say some ridiculous ass shit, and then just like five seconds of just pure excruciating silence will go by, and then I will just be like, lol. <laughs> It's like, it's awful. Everything about it is awful. But everything about it is awful. Is that going to be my segue? (laughs) Into the game. I can't. I can't. That's straight into this game. Fair. That's a fair segue. This week we played Life is Awful. Yeah. (laughs) Life is weird. Life Life is is weird. weird. Yeah. I just. And also, Life is so not cool. That was another oh, one. Oh, that is yeah. the best version oh of a title because it totally fits the 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 ambiance of the game. Life is so uber lame, right? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> like we're just, let's just build on this. I mean, this could keep going. But yeah, like, oh, 
I guess what I would like to say is that is that we are the tyranny of thumbs podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, the look he, the you guys can't see this, but the look McCoy just gave me is pure hate. This is why I love having you as oh, a guest on so this funny. podcast, Elena. Because yeah. I just yeah. wait for you to segue into that, and I can just picture just the turmoil happening on that. <laughs> he looks so disappointed. Right? It's now turned from hate to just like pure disappointment of like I cannot believe I let you into my this sacred space. Oh, God. <laughs> There's nothing sacred about this podcast. I know. There's nothing <laughs> sacred anymore. It's true. It's true. Um, so, yeah. I guess, okay, do you want to, as opposed to just inserting it as a joke, do you actually want to? Oh, I can't do the intro. I'm not an official member. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. Life is God. so tyranny of thumbs. Yeah, life is so tyranny of thumbs. I was only just going to say, like, slight logistical stuff that we were, like, messaging on the Discord today, basically just saying, like, we're probably not going to play Outer Wilds next week because Life is Strange was an epic, and it was awesome, and mm-hmm. we had to give it our full attention at approximately two in the morning <laughs> to get it really <laughs> done and vibed correctly. So after that, I, I I don't we haven't officially decided what's next. I think there's there's a high chance it's going to be a particular game. But just wanted to say that for those of us that listen to episodes chronologically, which we have no idea who actually does that or if anyone. Actually if you want to let us know if you listen to these episodes chronologically, you can write in at tyrannyofthems at gmail.com or you can um, comment and rate us on itunes spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from and let us know do you listen to episodes chronologically or do you just listen to random ones that strike your fancy or do you just want to send mccoy some hate mail yeah (laughs) you can also do that at tyranniofthems at gmail.com he does check that email address yeah mccoy is definitely over the comments that were made earlier you know what i mean like he just (laughs) that's the vibe i'm getting from him it's time it's time it's time to send him some more hate because he's getting over the previous hate yeah, I'm starting <laughs> to feel good about myself yeah. again, and I just think this is a perfect time to strike. We can't yeah, let that shit right. happen. Exactly. I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to take the angle of, like, we should say nice things and put it on top of that and bury the hate. But you're right. Why not just have a fountain of hate erupt from our... Yeah, but seriously, please don't do that. If you're going to rate us on iTunes, it should be five stars. And when I say us, I'm actually not on this podcast. Hello, this is Elena. <laughs> I'm a guest here, but I am the resident <laughs> social media pimper of the group. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, all I would say is that just um, we are ridiculously fragile, so be careful with us. <laughs> you know, that's all I can say. No, fuck that. Send me the hate mail. I don't give a shit. Okay. Do you to, as long as you rate us five stars, game? give us all the shit. <laughs> also, follow us on Instagram. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tyranny of mm-hmm. Thumbs on Instagram. Also, YouTube, yeah. Tyranny of Thumbs. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. Wow. Where we I also like... are posting the playthroughs of Life is Strange. True. That's right. But Good we job, don't Zoe. post the podcast. Which I think we at some point we'll post stuff. a podcast, I think. That's what I think we should do. And yeah. I actually think there's an interesting... Yeah. Okay, we're going to get a little bit of podcast here. Just a couple of minutes. Hey, you can, you can fast forward this. They have control on all the devices that they play um, this on. <laughs> but this shit's interesting. Like, okay, think about the fact that we have about 100 episodes or so, right, that exist in our vault. Um, and assuming I don't want to remaster them, maybe make them sound better or whatever, um, and then add some glitches into the game. Um, but, like, other than that, right, like... I could just post these to YouTube like almost instantly, not instantly, you know, the video would have to render or whatever, but, and the upload would have to happen, but it wouldn't be too much. Probably a still image, maybe a slowly moving image. We've discussed these sorts of things. So that's pretty reasonable. But the question becomes, you have a hundred episodes. Do you just post all a hundred essentially as fast as possible? Because then if someone's searching for them, they'll find them faster, mm-hmm. right? Or do you try to go the YouTube algorithm style and you release them like you could, we could do once a week or we could do twice a week or once a day for a hundred days. So I've been thinking about that and I don't know the answer, but it's just something interesting because it's not, it's not that exciting for it to be like, and now 
the final premiere. Like, that you've all been waiting for. It's an episode that's been out for two years. <laughs> I say we shuffle them. So it's oh. like day one, upload episode 62. Whoa. <laughs> day two, upload episode 25. <laughs> and that way, when it comes to the Mass Effect series, people will be like, wait, I don't understand. Mass Effect episode <laughs> two is today, but the next oh, day was... No. Life is strange? What? <laughs> These guys are crazy. Um, yeah, why it's like a we... scavenger hunt. <laughs> it is. It is. And the answer is exclusively go to another platform where they're yeah, already exactly. all posted. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, yeah. can you imagine opening with like Mass Effect 2, Episode 2, Character Tier List? Just like, fuck it. <laughs> Dicks on the table. Sick episode. Let's go. I could see it. There's some value on that. You could going. upload them in order of best to worst. Oh, no. That one's like thousands of hours long. Holy crap. That'd be the yeah. way to start. Yeah. Yeah. I think we see so you do best to worst or do worst to best. I don't know. You'd have to debate that. Don't they always do like top 10 starting at number 10? There was, you know. So that's worst to best. That's worst to best. Well, yeah. So you're at top 100 starting with number 100. <laughs> Dude, we should just have a deliberations podcast about ranking our podcasts. Oh, no. The bottom just 30 are like all ones I'm on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that just makes sense. That's not uh, true. The Mass Effect ones are fire. Go listen to those if you haven't true. already. They are. Awesome. They're straight fire. Mm-hmm. They are straight flames. Okay, and speaking of straight flames, uh, James's opinion of this game and the way the story ties itself up. Let's get into it. Um, okay, jokes aside, though, Fair. we have a lot to cover here. Because, like, dude, we did, like, what, three episodes since we've last spoken? Yes. Indeed. Sure. Episodes yep. three, four, and five of Life is Strange. When we last left off, last episode, um, geez, what did happen at the end of episode two? Uh, Chloe almost got hit by a train. Right. Right. Wasn't uh, that where yeah, we saw the Oh, yeah. Thing? We, we, helped a, we helped a suicidal girl down from the roof. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we uh, blamed uh, Mr. Jefferson for everything. Oh, yeah. That was where we ended. You're right. Mr. Anime. Dude, I was calling <laughs> that shit from the beginning. Yes. I didn't know the full effects of his anime, but he is- Dude, the white frames on his glasses that like he's match and so shit. He's so anime, dude. That's pretty anime. Yeah, pretty anime. Like he's one step away from having those like glasses glint. You know As what I mean? Like the trope In that anime of hot way. teacher strikes me as being very anime. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so he does this he never, thing. He never pushes his glasses up his nose with one, with his uh, middle finger mm. and yeah. then have the sun glint off of them. But right. aside from that, extremely anime. And he has to like say the first part of a one-liner before he does it, and then the finisher, the second half of the one-liner mm-hmm. on right. the other side yeah. of that. True, true. But what's interesting about that is that he plays such a nice guy when you blame him there, right? They really are trying really hard to throw you off the the scent there. Betrayal. But wait, Not all the time, actually. Um, in my playthrough, I talked to him about David Madsen and how creepy David Madsen was being. So when I blamed him... At that meeting at the end of episode two, he was very defensive and very deflective, being like, maybe you should talk to David Manson. He looks sketchy as fuck over there. Hmm. So mm. he was more, he was more, uh, I guess, sketchy in my playthrough, I realized. Mm. Um, whereas, yeah, your guys' playthrough, I don't think you told him about David Manson. You were being very secretive uh, to him. Mm-hmm. And, I love information plays. Yep. And as a result, and, he was didn't just notice that that was an so innocent. I have a question. Who is David Madsen? <laughs> He's the security guy. He's the security guard. Oh, like okay, the that's total right. red herring of the of the game where they mm-hmm. make him out to be such He's a bad a red, guy. He's not a red He's 
he's such a dick. It's like, it's not even a red herring. He's like legitimately abusive towards the student body and his family. Like, But like, isn't it kind of ridiculous how in the second half of the playthrough, I think it's like in episode four, like suddenly yeah. it's like the game does a complete 180 where they were just like, yeah, we've posed him to be like a dick for like, 95% of the actions he does but now like you're gonna unearth uh, a letter that he made that Joyce is the light of his life mm -hmm. he's gonna have a sobbing little like goodbye thing to you like suddenly it's like the game is just like wait we forgot we need to like kind of slightly start to redeem this guy for our game yeah, uh, they pull a, yeah. I mean we kept Snape joking about situation <clears throat> sorry James go ahead I was gonna say they just pull a Snape situation yeah. Like with Snape yeah. where he's actually like a horrible person and then like it turns out in his backstory he's actually just misunderstood. Uh but really he's still a horrible person. <laughs> hey, hot takes. Um Yeah. Well, I feel like we were joking throughout the playthrough about like the redemption arcs for all these characters, but then they they really do go hardcore yeah, redemption yeah. arcs with all these characters. Yeah. They yeah. really just wanted to throw like red herrings everywhere about like characters and they wanted you to like for instance they, they do yeah. the same with Nathan, right? Mm -hmm. Like they really want you to think that Nathan like essentially like they they want you to make what you would consider with the information you have to be the quote right decision and they want it to be wrong in time so that they can do a twist yeah. and so like okay, fair enough. Um but they do that with a lot of characters. Eh. I disagree, like, not fair enough. Like that's a bad <laughs> writing choice. Like Okay. <clears throat> I don't Reasonable. know. I think it's 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 just it's part of the fact that they decided to make their game like your choices matter and be this like dramatic I don't know. It and they wanted twists, so they they were kind of forced into it, but I don't think it's like a good choice. Anyway, more on that later. Uh the Mass <laughs> Effect syndrome. Oh man. James, were you getting Mass Effect vibes here? Like I feel like your no, reaction to this game. No. no. Honestly, I was not. I was not getting Mass Effect vibes. Like, I I guess a little bit, but like, I just, I feel like this game, honestly, more than Mass Effect, just like wrote itself into corners. Um, yeah, they were bad. <laughs> bad corners. <laughs> not even like a good corner. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I really feel right. the only, like, game-altering decision you can do is help Kate yeah, down was, the mm -hmm. roof. Surely that's got to change things, right? Huh. Yeah, it, it definitely changes things if she doesn't survive that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, for one thing, like, obviously there would not be that hospital scene with her in the later episodes. And I think you find out Nathan's room number through other means. But also, like, mm -hmm. there's a lot more of, like, this heavy-hitting undertone of Max feeling guilt for like wishing she could have done more um hmm. and it really plays into just her overall feeling of like desperation of trying to figure out who this killer is because now there's a, a death weighing over her like honestly mm -hmm. like i i saved kate in my playthrough uh but i did watch back on you know how it was different for people who didn't manage to save her and i just felt that was to be that was like so much more impactful but also, I feel like the game couldn't just have you be like, nope, you can't do anything about this situation. Watch this girl die. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm glad that they did allow you to, I guess, intervene for that ultimate game choice. 
But yeah, mm-hmm. like that is a that is a huge altering game choice. And if you do too many of those in one game, then it's like you essentially are getting such different games and so many resources are being spread out across, you know, it's a rather smallish team that made this. Like, I think mm-hmm. it was like 100, 120 people or something like that, which like in if you're trying to do a grand grandiose game with a bunch of decision choices that all have impacts, then like, yeah, that's a small team in my opinion, but yeah. But it is interesting to hear that like both you and your personal playthrough and us and our group playthrough did not get that side of things. And it sounds like maybe it was better air quotes, at least from an impactful standpoint, right? Obviously worse from a golden playthrough standpoint, but you know, like and just an overall moral standpoint, it's yeah. a, it's, a, it's mm-hmm. kind of bad if <laughs> you lead to your friend's death. You yeah. Know, but... Oh yeah, that is kind of bad. That's true. Um, but like, no, it's, <laughs> no. it's. I was thinking about it though because when you see Kate, well, not when you see Kate, but when you see all the the knock on effects of Kate being alive, it's just like I think that was maybe the most. Yes, I don't. I've been also thinking like, is that the only impactful part? like the only this decision that makes actually matters. I don't know, but they definitely harp on your decision made there, like maybe the more than any other decision I can think mm-hmm. of. Like there's just so much stuff everywhere that's like, you remember Kate? You saved her like over and over and over again. I was like, Max, you're a superhero. <clears throat> and everyone has their own unique superhero way mm-hmm. of talking to you. And then there's all this like uh, writing on all the slates uh, about Kate. And there's just... It's just constant, like, your parents know about this shit. Every character is like, here is how I feel about Mm -hmm. you doing that. Um, And I was thinking about that, and I was like, wow. Like, do they just literally, like, hard flip all of these? Like, does every character in the whole game just like, I heard how you failed and got this girl (laughs) killed? Because that would just be brutal. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly how it is. It's like a complete flip for a lot of those things. And then I think in the episode five nightmare scene, like... You know, it, it's a little bit more uh, jarring when you see Kate's ghost and she says, like, why couldn't you save me? Because, like, in yeah. our nightmare scene, it was a little weird where, like, it was just Kate being like, why didn't you let me jump? You should have let me jump. And, like, that, I think that's not as hard hitting as being like, why didn't you save me? For sure. Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, it's, it's definitely not as hard hitting, but it's also, like, really good at showcasing like I think some of the stuff that to me felt a little cheap about this game where it's just like it felt like no matter what you did they wanted you to like feel bad for it without it it wasn't like hey man you went through this decision and you played it all out and then you went through the other decision and you played it all out and it really feels like one of them is like really better it's like they did kind of have that but then they would always be like "Ooh, but remember like what could have happened the other way you know but then if you actually see what could happen the other way it's way worse, but they still want to shame you a little bit for this decision. I feel like they maybe shamed me for every decision. I want I want to say every decision that's, had that tinge of you fucked that's up. That's absolutely you? how I felt, which was that they they the only way they could figure out to make your decisions matter is to make all of your decisions the wrong one. Um, <clears throat> that's definitely how I felt about the way that they treated your decision uh, choices. Yeah, they definitely seemed like they wanted to make you doubt it every time you chose something like you never walked away yeah, like right. you maybe like once or twice you walked away from a decision being like that went pretty well um but i feel like most of the time after you did it made a decision like max had something 
go this, wrong. Yeah, something like there she's like, oh, that could have gone better. Like, oh, I don't know, that's gonna affect this later. Like, I think they always wanted you to like doubt it and be tempted to rewind and try the other one or or maybe change your mind. Yeah, which and it like does work honestly, in some cases, but like. We were talking last week, like, one of our biggest complaints was, like, the do you shoot or not shoot Frank? We chose don't shoot, and Chloe seemed to take that pretty well, being like, hey, like, don't worry. Like, it, don't worry about it. It's fine. But then, like, the game, like, attempted to make you feel guilt right. for it by having Chloe flip a 180 and be like, yeah, I wish you popped a cap in Frank's ass. Over text, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, over yeah. text. <laughs> we're just like, wait, what? Dude, Totally. Um, so, yeah. And so, like, some of the ways they tried to make you feel guilt just seemed unnecessary. Like, that was one that I thought was just, like, yeah. just to the point where it was confusing for the game and confusing and interpreting Chloe's character, where you're just like, I'm okay with this. Never mind, the game told me I need to make you feel guilty about this decision some way, so I'm going to just send you this brief text in the middle of class <laughs> <laughs> just to if make I recall, you feel bad. <laughs> if I recall correctly, I think that was uh, across an episode break. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it was like the mm-hmm. right start of the next episode. They were like, fuck it. I think you're right. And like, yeah. it, it just felt extra jarring from that perspective, yeah. too. Like, you stepped into like a world that like it almost felt like this wasn't my world, at mm-hmm. least not with her. Right. Like, what's going on here? So, yeah. they And they think sometimes episodic games do that, too, by the way. Where like you step in. Have you guys ever felt that? Where you step into like a new episode and you're like, Ooh. This feels almost alien to me. Like they're just random characters mm. are saying shit and reminding me of like decisions I made. But like I, that's not my read of the decision. It was just two seconds ago. I just mm-hmm. played it. Like I just the tone shifts so radically. Um, and it didn't like this game didn't do that all over the place. But here it was like, yeah, I, I agree. With that. It was like nonsense. It's like there was like no point for that at all. It's just okay. Thanks. I mean, um, I do think they do it kind of well in some areas, such as I, th- I think one that is probably good from a ambiguous standpoint, no matter what choice you do, is um, whether or not you intervene with David and Kate mm-hmm. uh, when David Madsen's like yelling at her face and you could choose to intervene or take a photo because oh, like, right. okay. you know, Obviously, we we chose to intervene because that just kind of seemed like the logical explanation. But if you take a photo, then that definitely helps you later down the line with Kate when you say like, oh, we have photo evidence. Like, I have photos of this. And it helps if you want to blame David in the final meeting as well, being like, I have photographs of this. And I think the game tried to drive home a lot being like, hmm, if only there were pictures, then we would have a case here. However, yeah. there mm-hmm. wasn't in this situation. And you're just like, God damn it. I have a camera everywhere with me. Why? Where was the photo option? I know. But, but God, that yeah. and that or that or scenario. I know. I was Take a picture that's what I was... or help. Yeah. Like even in the scene where you take the picture because yeah. we started with that and then rewind it. You take the picture and then you sort of stand there and you're like, yeah. <laughs> like, like that is true and it's just yeah. that's like one of, that's one of the examples of of in this game i feel like the the people in the game don't act like people would act in real life um definitely which not. i think might be one of the big differences between this and, and mass effect in terms of like my satisfaction with the story and i i've definitely decided that i was much more satisfied with mass effect than i was with this game um, is that like as much as I had problems with the writing choices that they made in Mass Effect, I feel like the writers could write characters. Um, everybody in that game is a very well-defined character and 
acts within their character and within the realm of possibility for how real people would act. And I don't feel like that about almost anyone in this game. <laughs> um, and especially as they try to... Except Warren. Except <laughs> w money. I think Warren, Warren is actually the best written character in the whole game. I, I think yeah. I would agree with James on this one, actually. Wow. I think he's super consistent. <laughs> wow. No, but it's true. Like As we try to like navigate the story and make large decisions, like characters do swing drastically. Like I think a good example of that would be the principal mm-hmm. where they're trying to like make this whole play like the principal rolls with you to fucking San Francisco. What a stand-up fucking guy that guy is. And I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Did you forget the rest of the game? Hello? Yeah. He's yeah, an exactly. asshole. It's like, what? Yeah. So they're definitely kind of saw that uh, with yeah. Brooke as well. I mean, she's like a minor character in the grand scheme of the story, but like, you know, you'd have your moments where like, oh, we should do like a drone date. And like, oh, it'd be so fun. Yada, yada, yada. If you say like the wrong thing, then she's just like, fuck you. You took Ward from me. And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Do you remember that one dialogue uh, session we had with Brooke? I think it was like when she was, you know, flying her drone next to like the, I forgot the word is, but it's like a totem pole almost. But it's mm. like short. Yeah, it had a, a fancy name. A tobanga. A tobanga. Yeah. But like uh-huh. that conversation, it was like you could say like five things to her and every, you're like, how's the drone doing? How's your schoolwork doing? How Fuck is your you. life? Why is Warren going ape with you? <laughs> Every time. <laughs> she, she would phrase it in the most weird way. She like You'd be like, hey, Brooke, can I fly your drone? She's like, well, I would, except you're going to the drive-in with Warren, so you probably don't have time to fly my yeah, drone. Yeah, and he's like, no, we do. What? <laughs> my favorite thing is when people, and this happens actually like more than you would think, when people like make a case for like you, like in the conversation, like, you probably don't have time. You're like, well, I'm here and I would be the keeper of my own time and I can assure you that I have time. They're like, no, no, no. It's like, you don't know my schedule. Yeah, they're like, no, no, no. You probably don't have time. What they're telling you is that they don't want to or they don't have time yeah. or something. But it's like, it has to be you. You know, they have yeah. to like transfer it. It's a very strange concept to watch because you're like, mm. in logical sense, I could just solve this by telling you the obvious, but it's not about that. And you just, unlike right. Warren, take the hint. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Take the hint and get out of there. Um, I do sort of agree, though, with the point that James was making that, to me, a, a lot of times in the game, the characters felt like they were being driven by the plot instead of the characters driving the plot, if that makes any sense. Like, I think a lot of times they were like, okay, these things have happened in the plot. So like, are we, or like, we want to move in this direction, so we kind of need the character to behave in this way. Um, rather than having it go the other way around, thinking about, like, okay, well, how would this character react to this situation? And I don't know if yeah. I feel it as much with Max or, like, the main characters, but certainly with the side characters. Like, there were some moments with Victoria where, like, as someone who experienced Mean Girls in high school, I was like, well, this is not realistic. The movie. Where, yeah, the movie. Okay. But, like, yeah. where she would just kind of turn and be like, oh, my God, we should totally be friends. Or, like, those moments, I was like, this... Sure, it it's maybe plausible, but it felt a little bit to me like the the game wanted it to go that way and say like, well, she has to do this now rather than it being the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think that's yeah, un- underscored by the decisions, right? Also, right. Like sometimes, like if you're if you a switch a switch what swift switch. What am I trying to say? I have no of, idea what you're trying to say. Just like a just a, a total one eighty of the story because of a decision point that they that you made and they want you to like feel the implacts, then mm-hmm. they would just mm-hmm. like as a result 
marionette all the characters. Yeah, kind of like that example we were just mm-hmm. talking about with Chloe. Of like, <clears throat> oh, did you choose not to shoot him? We're going to make sure you really feel that choice by like making Chloe be mad about it rather than like how would Chloe actually react to this? It's like, well, we want them to feel that. You know what? It's, it yeah. felt like the characters yeah. sometimes were driven by what they wanted to do with the game instead of them feeling more like real people all the time. I think that's like a also slingshot effect. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's extra prevalent and noticeable because also a lot of the characters are just like stereotypes driven up to eleven, mm-hmm. yeah. and so they're like, like are super <laughs> yeah they're like super one dimensional almost. So then whenever they do like a slight change from their stereotype, you're like, whoa, hold on. Yeah, you're like, this is weird. Yeah, yeah, right. and- like and. Go ahead. Like, I, I do think it, though, it does kind of affect Max and Chloe at times. I think the one in the second half that is really, that was kind of jarring was uh, end of episode three, Chloe finds out that Rachel was in a relationship with Frank. Mm-hmm. Chloe is pissed off and she is just yelling, like screaming at you. Like, she is like basically like calling you all sorts of names, like blaming you for some of this, but then also just blaming other people. Like, She's in a bad headspace. But then in episode four, uh, after you have your flashback scene with paralyzed Chloe, but you're back into the like the now timeline, uh, Chloe and you are just like good. Like mm-hmm. you're chilling. And the only thing that they hint at is just like if you dare go through the phone, you see like a brief text from Chloe being like, yo, sorry I snapped yesterday. Like you want to just like go all detective on this shit and you're just like i feel like you owe me more than just a brief apology text for us to be good right now but like but the story demands it yeah (laughs) exactly they need to be the detective duo again or something right yeah yeah. and so like that's kind of what i mean by like a slingshot thing like i do believe chloe's reaction to rachel and frank was true to chloe's character and that that's how chloe would legit react but Mm -hmm. then it was like the plot was moving forward and they're like oh well we can't have chloe be mad at you for long and also we wasted a lot of time in this uh flashback (laughs) slash alternate reality scene so like we need you guys to be cool now so we'll explain it through a text that you can optionally read so i you know, some people probably didn't even read that text mm-hmm. if they didn't even dare go through the phone. And so it's like, I, I just felt like it was kind of like this weird little like band-aid that they just slapped over this yeah. like, what, what what could potentially be like a cool moment in their friendship of like Chloe actually coming to terms and being like, whoa, like I screwed up, dude. Mm-hmm. And they try to do that somewhat. I think when Chloe comes with you, you to the hospital with Kate, I think Chloe right. is like right. more apologetic there. But like, yeah, I I don't know. Like it would have been cooler, I guess, to see the amending of their friendship after that first blowout. Yeah. Then yeah. Mm-hmm. you know. And just just quickly on top of that, like it it really is underscored by the fact that they chose to, and maybe there were story reasons for this, maybe there wasn't, but. The time scale of this is so – it's so fast, dude. It's so fast. It's like – it's one thing for someone to 180, but it's like they 180 in like three hours. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's – you know, I could see a friendship like that, like, you know, with given time, like having that do part of the mm-hmm. mending and then apologizing doing part of the mending. And then you could have like an arc. Right. Right. You know, you, but it, but instead it's so fast. That's why we were just taken aback by everything, like everything they wanted yeah. to do. Like, wait, you're dating someone else. I know you're a stereotype, but still in one day. <laughs> yeah. Less oh, my than God. 24 hours. Yeah. 
that's <clears throat> I, I was what I was about to say too okay. is that it that that makes me like remember that in that moment I think in my mind I was like oh well some time has passed because we had just played that whole vignette of being in the alternate reality with other Chloe and I was like oh well like some time has passed and between when we just got yelled at in the car and now when we're like totally fine but I but then I made me remember that like this game, there are moments where it feels like it's been six months in between scenes, but it's been like 10 minutes and yeah. things are just moving at a breakneck pace. And so I think the I don't, the pacing of this game is very interesting to me and I have some issues with it later on that we can get into. But I think this is something that kind of hurts them as well. It's like the, the time scale of when things are happening is like hard to feel. It follows D&D rules. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it exactly. really does. It really does. Yeah. Like you take <clears throat> five hours of real time to do a six minute combat encounter, like less, three yeah. minutes. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> That's super fair. And like, boy, we've talked and about that before. And talking is a free action. Yeah. Yeah. But, but dude, it, it's, it's a lot. And you know, it's one of these things where I think I can <clears throat> see why they did it at times, but. You, you just it felt so natural like they never did this but i i in my own mind felt like you know title card fall like mm-hmm. now it's a different yeah, season it really did feel like that so what's going on now like it just felt like god they were just so close to that and i feel like that could have explained away so many things um but instead it was just people reacting seconds afterwards with an yeah. entirely different perspective so. Yeah, I wonder how much of it was that, you know, they, they, there was this like looming end of the world thing that happens right. on Friday or something. And right. so I wonder how much of that was that they really wanted you to feel like time was running out and keep you second guessing on what was going to happen in the plot to like wrap it all up. Definitely. Um, Like I, I can see maybe why they would choose to do that. But yeah, as a result, though, just a lot of things feel rushed, but then other things seem very drawn out. Now, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but like I found episode three was fine in length because you, you break into the school with Chloe. You have a nice morning with Chloe. And then I believe uh, you go into Frank's trailer and uncover stuff about Rachel. Like that was a well paced episode. Mm -hmm. And then episode four felt like it took forever like a lot happens in episode four which is technically happening over the course of the day but holy cow like you are in like five different locations in episode four where it just kind of feels a little too drawn out in places because you know you're you're in the alternate reality and then suddenly you are uh, in the hospital visiting with Kate and then you're back in Chloe's room and down in David's garage and then you're uh, go meeting with Frank in the RV and then you're in the dorm room and then you're back in Chloe's room and then you're suddenly at the you know you're at the junkyard and then you're at the school for like an end of the world part like yeah. mm-hmm. you're like <laughs> yeah and at some point you're at the barn is the barn oh, yeah, so also you, in episode yeah that's another four? one that's oh not five God, oh, yeah. shit. i think we had <clears> the <throat> end of no that's that, that four, was four. It was before four the end of the world the, party the... right yeah because oh you discover yeah. the the bunker at the end of four so it's just like there were so many locations just packed into episode four that just felt so like it just felt like a slog at times uh, and I really feel like episode four needed an editor to like either whittle some stuff down, or make some scenes shorter. Um, I'm not really sure, but like I do like episode four. I actually like all the events that transpire in four, 
but I am also just wondering why I felt like it was such a slog at times. We're like, we're playing this on a Saturday night and I'm just like, oh God, they're not far at all. <laughs> like, why do I feel like we were so far into this episode already? <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it like, it's, it's kind of, it's like, it's like you, you kind of lose both ways with the way they, they write the time scale, right? Like, because mm. if it's like, okay, it's urgent. Shit's going down on Friday. We better get this done. And then they have an episode like this where you're like, holy fuck, everything is taking forever. And then it definitely doesn't like stop in episode five where you're like, the world is literally ending. And you're like, so how's your mom? I yeah. heard that you're like a mom had <laughs> surgery. Like, you know, it's just that... like, sh- like wrapping every character yeah. and shit. But like, that's the other yeah. side of them not being willing to take a little bit longer to have the story go is that every time they drag, you're like, what? The world's ending? Question mark? Yeah. Like, I... I almost feel like they just like tacked on the end of the world thing as like an ending ultimatum. Cause it almost feels like maybe this game would have been better and maybe it was originally planned as like a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I wonder how this game would have played out if they had focused more on just like the, the murders, the mystery, the thriller of that sense rather than like all this is the going on. The time travel. Yeah. Cause like, you know, you're trying to solve this mystery. Someone at your school is doing some real shady shit. Also, you're trying to, like, mend your friendship with your, I guess, best friend. Also, you're trying to <laughs> pass your classes. You're trying to get accustomed. You're not trying to pass your classes. Okay, fair. That's never... you're, trying to, <laughs> you're trying to figure out teenage love life. You're trying to get your school whatever. Trying to live life as a, as a student at a school. And then also it's the end of the world. <laughs> it just seems like yeah. that last one's just tacked on there. And like maybe if they had, you know, focused on the other aspects, it could have been more in depth and maybe more to the game. And also less kind of bonkers. Like the fucking the tornado is just it's just bonkers town. Yeah. Like there's no reason why a mega tornado is like coming in from the ocean at like somewhere just north of portland oregon like there's no there's the reason is that you overused your powers like yeah i was driving around today and admittedly i got like zero sleep so i was super out of it and tired but i was just thinking about Mm -hmm. the ending to this game while i was driving and it's like (laughs) this storm shows up out of nowhere and it's like bro i'm gonna destroy your whole town and you're like no don't and it's like okay fine if you give me the blue-haired girl, I'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, all right, Ben. I know it's it's almost like a like a like a old school like myth or 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 some sort of like god tale, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I right. Yeah. Except except that those those stories they tell you beforehand, and then you have to go against them. Like, there's no like. She figures out at the end that that's the point of the storm is to say, don't use your powers like, but you just get your powers when you learn about the storm. Like there's no, yeah. it feels it, like it's also it feels like, the, like a, a sorry, go ahead. tearing apart the whole point of the game. Yeah. Like, Cause also the point of the game, I was is, thinking about there like, there's no point. There's also like the, the consequence of like your nose getting all bloody when you use your powers too much. Mm hmm. So it's like, okay, well, maybe there's, like, an internal, like, physiological uh, taxation from using the powers too much. 
which clearly there is to some degree, but then it's also like, yeah, but then there's also this storm. So like you're double fucked. Yeah. And like they kind of hit you with like the you're using your powers too much to go back five minutes. You better stop. And then they're like, but you can go through a photograph 20 years if you want to. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah. okay. There's, yeah. But the powers do whatever the writers needed them to do at the time. Yeah. Like that's very clear. Well, yeah. And, um, you know, fair enough. Um, But like. The ending to me, I just think was a little strange from the perspective of it's it's the phrase that we always joke about, like, have you been reading the script? But that usually just means like, how did you know that if we don't know that, like, what is going on here? And when they're like, ah, yes, we must give Chloe back. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You guys better be yeah. right on this or else you're just killing her after having worked yeah, right. so exactly. hard to save her. They're like, That's- oh, lol. Yeah. And she just accepts it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, you have to choose, Max. Save yeah. the city like, or the like best- save me. Choose the city. And you're like, but why? <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like they did try to, like, explain that through with, like, the, like, clearly in Saving Chloe, you disrupted the order of things because Chloe is destined to die. And every episode, I believe you're bringing Chloe back from the brink of death, Mm -hmm. like, in more ways than once. Like, a train hits her when she could very well just take her shoe off and, like, but, leave the but track. You, but, but we see we see the storm, like, the very first thing in the game is seeing that the storm is coming, right? Right. Is that not true? I don't know. And it then after that, after that, we save Chloe, right? So the storm was already true. fucking coming. Maybe? But, I don't know. It's Unless, I don't know if it was maybe a dream like, maybe at that know. point. Mm-hmm. I don't right, know. yeah, it was a dream, but, like, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they did try to explain. Mm. Like, I, I guess, like, they did try to explain. Yeah, that they was, tried that Chloe's life was <laughs> right. disrupting the order mm-hmm. of things. Right. Yeah, whether or not they were successful is another thing. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah, is this I, kind of like, uh, kind of like what McCoy was saying, though. Like, the characters just kind of state things that clearly the like will drive the plot, but there's just like no reasoning for it. Like at like, yeah. there's no way that they could just like suddenly just blurt something out like that. It was just like, ah, oh, yes, we're on page twelve, and it says Chloe must die. So Chloe, <laughs> sacrifice yourself to the storm. And she's you're like, oh, page twelve. I didn't read that one. Oh, and she starts to read. Just like, you're right. You should sacrifice me. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> thanks, Chloe. <laughs> no, and they do that all over the place. And it's 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 funny <laughs> because I feel like we've all been just hard raised on the premise of. Uh, show not tell in writing mm-hmm. right like it, it was yeah. there not a thing said more in my early to mid to late game writing classes yeah. was that premise and so it is not a hard and fast rule I would say by any means um, but it, it is a is a lens you can look through and, and see if you think it, something is landing and so there's definitely a lot of instances where they just they just tell you man they just tell you and you're like okay <laughs> like you have to be like okay there's no other I guess so. way to respond other than you could do what james did which was he just started to shout la 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 and ran out of the room um but other than that i did not i don't have to did, watch the but i to find out <laughs> a part of me wonders if that is the the so i was kind of thinking more about the the show not tell right and i was wondering like 
why do they do that so much in this game? Yeah. Because like to the point where it's like outright ridiculous, I do think one of, one of my main complaints about this game is too many pointless interactable items. Uh, we can mm-hmm. get into that later. But like, okay. I, I think because of the animation style, there's not really any way for the characters to truly express themselves visually, except by just telling you like how they're feeling. Because they're like, mm. oh, well, we can't really animate that Max is feeling perplexed right now. So she's got to go, wowzers, this is confusing. <laughs> like, I am mad. Like, Disappointed. <laughs> no, it's, it's right. no, like, that's super the, true. The character expressions are like very, you know, they're, they're very flat in this game. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it's, a, it's a small, it's a small team, small budget. You know, they can only do so much, but... I do feel like they just had to, they, they felt like they needed to rely heavily on, you know, just the dialogue yeah. to just pull them through the plot. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't rely on just like simple, like silent scenes of them discovering stuff or yeah. reacting mm. to things. Yeah. I guess like a se- if you think like even a small scene is a resource, that's probably takes a lot more than a voice line of dialogue mm-hmm. or, or a paragraph. Um, but I've got it, you guys. I figured out how they write their uh, character facial animations into the game. It's not a school about photography, or it's a school that is, has a photography campus and a plastic surgery campus on the other side. And every character in the game <laughs> just has really intense Botox, you know, from back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Back or like in the day, like Botox. letting their, their, their classmates practice on them. Exactly. And, oh no, because they really do look like that. Like sometimes you see you just what I can only describe as like a flash of an emotion, <laughs> mm-hmm. like in the eyes. And it freaks you out like, oh, my God, was that like an emotion? Like, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's it's. It's super true, though. It's I can't believe we've gotten this far without pointing that out. But the facial animations are well, they're not they're not even bad. They just don't exist. They mostly, yeah, yeah. I I feel bad because it's a glitch, mm. and like I feel like we sh- shouldn't shouldn't you know dink is that a word? D- ding dink ding ding games. Is, there we go. Is, ding games. It is a word. <laughs> it's yeah. not used that way. <laughs> um, we shouldn't like ding games on glitches unless because it didn't affect it that much. But the the moments that the near the very end of the game where you're having, I think it's with Warren, you're having like a very deep <laughs> final conversation with Warren and like you're about to probably make out, which I was cheering for. And Maxa's face, <laughs> her mouth just doesn't move. Yeah. And once somebody <laughs> noticed it, it yeah. was hysterical oh and very distracting. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> which I don't know, it reminds me of the facial expressions. No. Like that was much worse, but yeah. it's true that the facial expressions don't add anything to the game. Yeah. Which is hard. But this is one of those okay, this is a random fact that we do not need to know the answer of. But when was this game released? Like surely 2016. Doesn't matter, right? No, but it was it was earlier. I think 2014. 2014. Yeah. Okay. So imagine being 2014 video game and on top of that like not as big of a studio that mm-hmm. would try to make one of these facial recognition games like Detroit or whatever. Um and you get this, right? It's hard. Like mm-hmm. the, facial animations are something that people have tried in video games for so, 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 so long, and it's really rough. So, like, it's one of those things where it's, it. I feel bad holding it against them because it's just like this is like the natural state of like ninety nine percent of video games. Well, but also it, it, they they chose a very unique art style. 
So we should acknowledge that that kind of comes into play for, I guess, animations. Mm-hmm. But like that sort of I, painted on. Look yeah, they, it's like the way the textures are, like kind of cell shaded ish. Uh, I don't really know. I'm I'm not an expert on these terminology and that field, but you know they're very like simplistic and they do kind of yeah seem like painted on. So I imagine there's probably some difficulty with making like subtle but you know human like yeah. facial animations there. But yeah, when mm. your character's mouth doesn't even move, like, bruh. Yeah, I know. Again, like, that one was a clear glitch, and I <laughs> yeah. feel kind of bad bringing it up, but it was hilarious. But, but I, this, this is a perfect example of a game that has age. Now, whether or not mm-hmm. it means it's old exactly is not... Also, really it uh, actually came out 2015. 2015? Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, so not that old. But you can see that I think it aged like a millennia based on some of the games we've already played this year. Yeah, uh, with facial animations. Yeah, the the animation style aged like milk. Absolutely. I don't know that. I, I didn't find <laughs> that the lack of facial expressions like really affected this game that much. It it didn't um didn't bother me, I guess. Like I didn't really notice it for most of the game until someone like brought it up and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, that's kind of weird." But I I do agree with Zoe that it also didn't add anything and I think it made them rely on their writing and by telling you things because they couldn't communicate it. So in that way it did like detract from the game. But I actually think that given that the, none of the characters can emote in any way using their faces, really, like it's I think it's kind of an impressive attempt given that like they've all been botoxed essentially. <laughs> yeah. Well, for one thing, the the voice actors, you know, yes, they were given cringy dialogue, but um, I do think the voice voice actors, at least the main two for Max and Chloe, mm-hmm. they did yeah. try their best. Um, oh, definitely. Actually, just small small anecdote yeah. here, but Ashley Birch, who voices Chloe, um, one of the main scenes that really kind of hit me emotionally this time around that didn't the first time I played this, but kind of hit me more emotionally was when Chloe finds a. Uh, Rachel Amber's body yeah. and she's just sobbing yeah. and uh, I, I was talking to Claire about this actually and Claire was just like oh well did you like have you read the blog po- post that Ashley Birch made about that pr- specific scene and her voice again and I was like no and apparently Ashley Birch like recently like when she voiced Chloe at this time like she had recently had her boyfriend die oh my god oh jeez and so she read this line about this girl who essentially discovers her girlfriend is dead. And so she like really like was able to bring out that emotion in that scene. Cause that was coming from like a very personal guttural part of herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I do think they really tried hard with what they did, oh, but yeah. then like in other times though, when you're just like, Oh, the poor voice actress for Max having to go around and just make stupid, like, quips yeah. and mm-hmm. lines about every interactable item. I'm quirky. Like, mm-hmm. just... <laughs> well, that's also well, why they, like, have... didn't do the animations, too, is most of the game is just, like, commentary. So it's just right. her interacting with an object and then describing how she's feeling because of said object or said person or whatever. Right. So it's, like, and not a lot to go that, on. like, just as... Yeah, it's not even stuff that's, like, related to the story at hand. Like, God, I, I talked about the first time, but, like, the fucking pumpkin in the swimming pool where she's just, just like, you know, ooh, 
cute little baby pumpkin or something like that. And I'm just like, why is this necessary? Yeah. Like, Can we get another take on that line? We need, like, we need five takes on this line. Like, just like, well, the thing oh, is, like, there's an otter with, in my water. <laughs> God. When, when there's a... Actually, no, but the best voice line we can all agree is, uh, I was eating those beans. I was Obviously. eating those <laughs> yeah, beans, that was pretty funny. Obviously. <laughs> like, in terms of pointless interaction, like, it does work in games. I actually think a game it does work in is, like, a game like Tacoma that we've played many moons ago at this point. Yeah. But Tacoma, you were able to interact with items that were essentially pointless to the story. But you get to pick up the item, you get to rotate it, but also your main character just doesn't comment on it or talk about it. They just kind of let you, the player, look at it and like be like, huh, cool. This is how I am reading this. And I can only imagine how awful Tacoma would be if just every time you picked up a mug in that game, like the main character would just be like, you know, wow, looks like Clive drank from this one or something like, you yeah, know. And then, yeah. But like, and, and it's weird because like they still, they still do stuff that's like kind of relevant during this. It's like pointless, but then they like, yeah, like Clive drank from this mug, like, and I'm 18. Like, it's just like, <laughs> they just somehow figure out a way to shoehorn that shit in there too. So yeah. Yeah, but I, so, okay, dude, like, Pointless interaction, if we're going to talk about that, because that's a great comparison, a great, like, way to think. Because, like, again, Tacoma was murderous like this. It was awesome. Um, and it kind of defined that game. And as far as I'm concerned, that they defined that term, like, even for me. I didn't know that was even a concept. And they not only defined the term, but they, like, showed why it was good. Mm -hmm. But I think this game here wanted to do that and did do it. But I think their initial premise, they kind of missed a little bit. So I thought it was going to be pointless mm. interaction with like nostalgia objects, like just like, oh, a DVD. Like, do you remember <laughs> that shit? And like, I was kind of <laughs> on board for that, and they did do that somewhat. But then they were just sort of like certain objects weren't like nostalgia objects; they were just like objects, just, like, just pumpkins. A, yeah, this is a fucking pencil. <laughs> You're like sick. Yeah, it's a fucking pencil, <laughs> and it's like it's, it's not even like the classic yellow pencil with like Ticonderoga on it, you know? And you're like, it's not. It's just yeah. I think that that was their premise of like in the same way Tacoma is like all these pointless objects are uh, parts of this universe and that like you can see that have such thought and detail put around them. They could have easily done like here is just a bunch of nostalgia shit. I feel like that mm -hmm. is kind of what they wanted to do and they do do it in spots. But then there was just a bunch of other shit that was just like I, I guess you just took an object and we can click but didn't on Didn't you want to look at Frank's trash bag and hear Max say the comment? Take the trash out, you jerk. Yeah. Whatever she Hell yeah. said. That was, that's a good example. Oh my God. I do think, God. too, like, just the frequency. Because at the beginning of the game, when you're first walking around, like, her room, you're like, oh, this is, like, look, let's find out what all this stuff is. And it's kind of, you know, you're into it. You haven't done it before. But at the time you've been playing for, what, 13 hours and you're looking at Frank's trash bag, you're like, I really don't need to hear this right now, Matt. Like, it just... There's the, a the murder charm. afoot. Yeah. There's a murder afoot. The, word, the world is ending. Chloe has a gun again. We're very concerned about that. Yeah, but also, like, the charm has worn off of your comments about objects that we know are not important. Yeah, one of the examples of that... Okay, it's not quite the same thing, but I did laugh at, like, one of the few objects we didn't interact with in this game, and I think it's because I've been trained on just YouTubers getting in trouble for doing this, but at, at, the, at the fifth scene... Sorry, the fifth uh, episode. Mm -hmm. There's just like, hey, you know, be a cool pointless interaction. This dead body. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, 
I don't want this. Did you see that? There was multiple just Oh, dead yeah, she's bodies. going through the town yes. that's ravaged by the tornado. Oh, I was just getting was, hard thought, fucking Paul Brothers vibes, and I'm like, that. I'm not, I'm not oh, sitting yeah. the camera on yeah. this dead body. I'm just not doing that. <laughs> I thought you were talking about that passed out girl at the party, and I was oh, like, she that's was gr- not oh, dead yet. fuck, I was going to bring that up. Fuck, great idea. Shit. That, to me... Like, listen, it is yet. one thing that they didn't go to the police when James told them to. You would think they can hear him through the TV. But mm-hmm. when they let that passed out girl just die on the couch, <laughs> I oh cannot my God. fucking believe. And you don't even talk about it. Like, you're just literally her back is to you. And you're talking to the guy, like the, the drug mm-hmm. dealer-esque Vortex Club guy. And you're just like talking to him casually for like 20 minutes. There's like a murder afoot. Like, Chloe's walking around with a gun. And, there's, and at least, okay, care about one of those two things. Or three things, like the world's ending. Or yeah. or if you feel like it, I'll even throw you a bone if you care about the dying girl behind you. But no, yeah. like, they don't. Like, nobody does. I'm pretty sure, like, fucking... Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't a teacher walk back? Doesn't Jefferson walk back there, like, at one point? Yeah, Jefferson is talking to you right next to that, okay. that poor passed out girl. I get that he may have turned out to be Turns the villain. Turns out, not a nice guy. Yeah, but he was still playing the part, right? Like, you even... Mm-hmm. You think Jefferson, the faux teacher that cares, is just gonna, like, sit there and be like... Fuck it. <laughs> I'll just walk by this dead girl. Like it just it just oh I'll take well, for, pictures for of a that game later. about for a game about decisions, like you know, decisions do like matter. I I would think that like even even for like just a minor decision, like one thing you could do is just like mention the girl to like Taylor or Victoria or somebody who would then like go on to like, you know, yeah. get her to a hospital or something. Like that that was like, the game only wants you to truly intervene with stuff when it wants you to, and it's kind of infuriating in places. And I think, like, the part that really got me was, like, throughout episode two, you're doing all of the stuff to help Kate from being severely bullied. Like, you're erasing links off of the off of the mirror. You're erasing all these crude drawings all over mm-hmm. your whiteboard. Like, you are being the ultimate friend and ultimate, you know, wingman for Kate in terms of just keeping her from seeing this stuff. But then, like, in episode four, like, you go up into the boys' dorm and you see the exact same things happening to Daniel, the sketch artist. Yeah, but you can't take right. it off yeah. the wall. You yeah, you can't interact with it all. Like I don't care about the pumpkin in the swimming pool, but let me interact with that shit yeah. because yes. I was able to do that before, and I don't want mm. the same thing to happen to him. And yeah. like all she does is like you can just look at it, and she says like wow, people just never learn, yeah. do they? And I'm like, well, do something. I know. And it's kind yeah, of right? ironic. Like, he's like, well, we have learned and we would like to take yeah. this poster down. Boy, that is so true though. Holy fuck. Like you could, there's so many instances like that where you could have, that could have been such a a non-huge impact. Like the, the ramifications didn't have to be gigantic. It didn't have to like require them to like rebuild an entire level or something. But you could have felt like you made a difference. Mm-hmm. By just helping that dude. Mm. And by the way, like, wait, did I miss this in the initial playthrough? Or are you just not capable of stopping uh, Daniel being bullied the first time in the first episode? Yeah, you can't do anything about that. Why do they hate Daniel? (laughs) (laughs) Why can't we stop Daniel's bullying? I just don't understand. He is like, he is such a great artist and a seemingly nice guy. Why do we have to just let him suffer like this? Well, and, and like I, I would take like he wears it would a be so shirt. cool if like <laughs> if you're asking it'd be for so it at that cool point. If each uh, if each uh, <laughs> if each each chapter had like a little like kind of like 
like it sounds corny but like a can you spot the bullying and can you do something about <laughs> it like i would take that over all the times we helped Alyssa from getting her face smashed into stuff i know yeah. each and every, right? every i did episode. kind of like that that eventually culminated in us having to save her from that tornado yeah that felt very video games like <laughs> in the felt, sense of like yes. did you learn the pattern here it felt very video games but like kind of it was funny so I was okay with it. It was funny just because McCoy was dialed or dialed in on the playthrough. Like there's a fucking tornado happening. There's dead bodies everywhere. McCoy's just like Alyssa, I see her. <laughs> I see her. She needs help. <laughs> Quick rewind time. I'm like I'm like subtly rewinding as we walk up to make mm-hmm. sure she doesn't like jump off and stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. Which okay, actually though, that's not a segue in terms of things we were talking about, but it is a segue in terms of chronological to a point of frustration I think that we had with the playthrough, which was. When the fire spreads to the diner in that final oh, scene, yeah. that really uh, it blows up. And then, and only then, are you capable of putting sand on the trail of gasoline if you rewind back. It's a similar theme in terms of like how items are interactable. Like right. when and what can you interact with. And and I kind of get it. Like, so, okay, if you imagine you're a developer, right, and you're trying to combat... I'm not exactly sure if this is like a huge intention for them, but in some games it is where they're trying to combat someone who just has a walkthrough basically because then they can go through and just like pick up everything on the first way through and they don't, mm-hmm. they don't want that. Um, but like this was a really weird case of like they just wanted you to like hard fail and then be like, I've got my power. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> like I used it. But there were a lot of cases Even if of you that could just see exactly what you needed to do. Yeah. Exactly. Like, McCoy was looking down at the sand pile being like, well, why can't I do this shit? And it's just like, nope, nope, just let the diner blow up. (laughs) Now you can interact with the sand. Which is like, I guess maybe the point they're trying to make is that without these rewind pirate powers like max just like hard dies and kills people just <laughs> so many right times. like and destroys evidence and breaks <laughs> to be bottles fair, without and shit. the rewind powers but, there but is the whole... no tornado so problem solved right but Big the whole that. game is like oh but you weren't supposed to use your powers because that killed the town yeah like yeah. that's the end of the game is saying that so like that uh, i don't know <laughs> yes yes uh that's my response to this. Yes, I could see game. that. I think we could all feel that. I think, I think we, that we all that. had moments with this game where we felt that way. Yeah, and for all sorts of different reasons. For me, it's because the word balls was said. That um, just took you out. Mm. Yeah, well, like, you know, we all have a line, right? That'll take us out. And to me, it's uber cool. You say that shit and you're like either Elon Musk or you're getting out of here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And. I wouldn't say he looks uber cool when he does it, when he says that shit. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like that's just like a huge topic, I think, about like just like I think there's points during this story and maybe we all individually had our own points where you just kind of like you kind of look at something strange, right? Like you tilt your head sort of like a dog would like, hmm, did I hear that right? Like you tilt your head like, what? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. Well, I think McQueen, like you and I were talking about this earlier that like when you play a game and especially a game like this that has kind of like a fantasy magic time travel aspect to it like the game is asking you to buy into a story and like participate in it and just like be be there like suspend your disbelief for a little while and i think that um this game struggled at least for me with like there were not a lot but i think everyone had a point in this game where you get 
like forcibly removed that by from that experience because of something that the game does. Um, so like maybe for you it was a maze balls. Maybe for Zoe it's like just that just another pointless interactable dialogue yeah. option that was just like why, but it kind of like it it me it it takes you away from the experience of being in the game and being in the world and like being like believing it and being okay with it and going along for the ride and makes you just like take this like kind of jarring step back and be like oh i didn't like that or like oh this is a game or like oh i'm not buying that part like for me it was the pacing of the party scene like that hurt me because you're at this high school party in a pool which zoe was upset about understandably there's alcohol drinking at a pool and party running. at There's a school running. on school premises with electricity just party. everywhere electronics everywhere yeah, yeah. yeah. at one point they oh, like yeah. a... and the fact that the dj like is set up also right it's at a the heated pool, pool. Yeah. remember that it's a heated pool yeah. it's like a sauna yeah, yeah. and at one point like they just sauna. like they just jokingly knock a speaker into that and then they just they don't show it to you but hundreds of people die yeah <laughs> like, like if that wasn't enough to tend of like you know jar you a little bit the fa- the fact is like chloe has a gun and she's actively hunting someone down in this party who you think might be there yeah. the world is yeah. literally ending there are two moons outside yeah. and you just discovered a dead body in a junkyard and have told no one and the mm-hmm. majority of that party you're just like walking around having these long drawn out conversations with your peers about essentially nothing <laughs> It's like essentially that like the true. wrap up speeches yeah. Yeah, with it each is. of the friends, which I totally to like, hear. Like they wanted to give all the characters and your inter- your relationship with them like a wrap up, but it kills the pacing so hard because yeah. you're like there are 100%. not just one yeah. but three urgent matters that we should really attend to. Yeah, and so none of this feels believable or okay, and it makes me like not excited about whatever's happening with these other three things because you're like well i guess it's fine question mark yeah um it's like for me that was a moment where like i kind of hit up against the game and i couldn't like suspend my disbelief past that point Hmm. and it took me out of the experience that kind of touches up on mine (laughs) which is just i mean the the grand scheme is that i just didn't really find any of the characters like that easy to like empathize with uh, but my main, I don't know, this might, I'm probably going to catch flack for this. So consider this my McCoy trash take. I think Chloe is an awful protagonist. Mm-hmm. She's, she's awful. Like, like uh, Elena just mentioned, she's like running through the party with a gun. She always somehow gets a gun. <laughs> it's like yeah, driven does. by yeah, pure no, emotion, no which. Reason. You know, fair enough. That would kind of make sense for that, you know, that age range. But, like, you're supposed to, like, root for her to some degree. And it's just, like, no. Like, she does awful decisions. Is always just, like, kind of, I don't want to say bipolar, but, like, she she flip-flops a lot between being sympathetic and being kind of a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Like, a lot of times when you're, like, I have to, like, check on Kate. She's, like, I don't care. And you're, like... Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. Like, and then later yeah, she's like, "Cool. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that." And you're like, "Okay, appreciate that, but also, yeah, but you you did, yeah, like, yeah, but like, <laughs> let's not get around like, the fact that you did, yeah, like, but like, could, could we get a thought process of why? Like, could we get like a little more content? Because you know, someone like that can say sorry, but then if they're just like, if they can't articulate it, then you're like, uh oh, 
like you just mm-hmm. feel the lunatic you know you're yeah. like like yeah. there has to be a re- you can't just be like oh sorry i was literally an evil person yesterday it's like oh yeah. you're capable of being an yeah, evil person were. i don't know though <laughs> like, i found chloe much more um I don't, relatable is not the word that I want to use here because I do not run around with a gun frequently. But um, yeah, reasonable in the second half of this game. Hmm. And I I don't know. I'm not sure that I can actually say this with confidence, but I feel like she was written differently in the second half. She like she is under like I think she, she shows character growth. Like she is understanding when you go visit Kate in the hospital. She's like, I'm yeah, like, of course, I'll go with you. I'll sit in the hallway so you guys can be alone. Like, I'm so glad that we did this. Yeah. Um, sorry for being, and then she does apologize. She's like, sorry for being a bitch earlier. And I, she, all it took was finding her dead half, friend. Yeah. In the second half too, like seemed, I don't know. She seemed like a more, a more real character and less just really unlikable. Hmm. Um, I, I wonder how much of that also though is like, um, I feel like there were a lot less, um, I don't want to say there are a lot less scenes with Chloe and Max, but there seem to be a lot less scenes or opportunistic scenes for Chloe to show a personality in the second half. <laughs> so maybe like, because <laughs> couldn't well, see well, her personality. No, so, I like, liked her let, more. Let me, well, like, let, let me explain. Like, so, like, you know, first half in episode two, we get to see a lot of Chloe just being a jerk, mm-hmm. like, especially in, like, the sh- junkyard shootout scene. That God, that sounds, like, brutal. But, like, when we set up the shooting range and everything, like, she's fucking, you know, pointing guns in her face and whatnot and also just calling us, like, a wuss yeah. and a crybaby, right. even after we get a bloody nose and pass out, like, after using our powers, which should maybe clue you in that something's amiss. And she frequently flags us <laughs> with the gun. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, she is exactly. yeah, she's awful right? in that scene. Yeah. And <clears throat> and in the second half, I feel like a lot of the a lot of the scenes besides I guess like the very last scene uh with, before you make like the ultimate choice of, you know, Chloe or the town. Like you don't get as many personal scenes with Chloe I'm trying to like I'm scanning in my mind trying to think is there anything else like really the only one that was maybe deeply personal was discovering Rachel's body but everything else is like you're just like doing some research on a computer or like you know or like but most of it is just Max interacting with other people in the second half Mm -hmm. and so I feel like because Chloe's screen time was maybe a little bit more limited in the second half like you don't get to see all the poor but, but choices that the like, made about her character. Yeah, like, mm. but but it's almost like, I'm going to use the cliche phrase here, but I think it really applies, especially to characters that are like this, but it almost is like she's kind of like the rebel without a cause, right? But in the second half, she gets a cause. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, she's actually trying to help and, like, do shit. And I feel like that might snap her in a little more. Like, instead of, Maybe. instead of just being so aimless and, like, mm-hmm. just being a jerk. Just kind of being angry at the world. How much of it is also, though, like, the fact that they do this alternate reality, Chloe, right. mm-hmm. who's clearly a lot more, like, soft-spoken. And then it was just like, oh, we're going to start writing that more sympathetic part into her character. That's kind of what I was wondering. present day. Because mm-hmm. I did feel like, mm-hmm. after, and I wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was my perception of Chloe's character because like we had just been with her as a paraplegic and it was very sad and she asked us to kill her and it was like very sad. 
Um, oh, by the way, they just sort of asked. They shame you for that decision, too. Like, we have you on camera yeah, killing right? our fucking... It's like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on. But okay. Yeah, um, and... But so, like, I, I wasn't sure if it was my perception of Chloe changed after that sequence or if their writing of Chloe changed after that sequence. But I feel like something happened. I feel like after they wrote Sad Chloe, they were like, oh, shit, this is much better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> much more right? likable. Yeah. Yeah. I do agree with that. <clears throat> but, like, I think we can all say, like, whether or not. Like, where's the cause of why Chloe comes off a, a little better? I'm not saying a lot better, but a little better. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to say is it's not enough to justify, at least for the way we all played it, right? Like, maybe it is for the rest of the internet, because when I was trying to look up for a thumbnail, I exclusively found just tons of just boats and mountains of porn of Chloe and Max. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> but, like, okay, so maybe the rest of the world feels differently. But, like, you know, I don't think they regardless of what they did to Chloe in the second half of this game, they did not necessarily earn like the finale, which is essentially just like, you remember Chloe and your friendship, right? You remember all these things that were great about it, right? And you're just building it so hard to get to that final decision, of course. And regardless of whether or not you sit there and go, oh yeah, maybe she wasn't shown as much or didn't have an opportunity to be a dick, like, or maybe she was improving or who knows. At the end of the day, like, can anyone say they like really like hard earned that that last second section where you're walking through all the? That's the thing, the, man. Is like that's another thing they did with the, like the tell not show where they're like, "Yo, you and Chloe have a rich past together." And it's like, do we? <laughs> it's like I've seen very little of that. She's bitched at me for leaving, constantly complains about her own life, and then like you see a little bit of it with like the flashback or the. I guess the alternate timeline travel where you try to keep her dad from dying. And even then it's like just a very brief glimpse. Yeah. They it's it's a friendship build off of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And the game is trying to sell you that oh that nostalgia should be all you'll ever need for this friendship to be strong, but again like a part of me wonders how much of this is because like we're all adults on this po- podcast, so we all have seen. <laughs> but like, we we've all seen like our fair share of just like, you know, bad friends and mm-hmm. like what good communication and good friendship looks like, and what bad friendships and gaslighting looks like. And so, like, like I was saying, like last week, a a lot of what Chloe does just made me like kind of flash back to those toxic friendships that I had that I have now since dropped and I'm just like yeah I'm, I want Max to get out of this exactly. <laughs> like, this, yeah. Thing, yeah. this ain't oh, good for you honey and so yeah the, the, and but also I find I, I guess we're kind of there but like that final ultimate decision of like Chloe or the town is I just think well and actually I'm more shocked because we looked at the end and the yeah, decisions almost, almost split 50-50 um, when I first played it, it was actually 70% town, 30% Chloe for the initial, like, the and this was, I yet. played it. I'm telling you. <laughs> I important. guess not. Sorry, I forget. So the choosing the town is saving the town? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah choosing yeah. the town is saving the town. Yeah. Choosing Chloe is sacrificing the town. So, like, 
it, it was more heavily cited towards saving the town when I first played it in the first year, but I'm surprised to now see that it's evened out a bit now, you know, a couple years after its release. And like, hmm. you know, my mindset going into it is like, I don't think I can possibly save Chloe where she like doesn't later down the line just blow up in my face because i killed her mom <laughs> or like exactly. you know she's like, yeah. <laughs> like she's i was just like by things emotions. are good and peachy right now but she's shown in the past couple episodes that she can be a hothead and impulsive and i don't want to be the only last person alive in this world <laughs> for her to take out her anger on like i just i never saw their relationship as being a healthy one and so yeah. therefore she was just like, you have to choose like, you know, the town over me. And I'm just like, yep, I'm choosing the town. For you. You're right. I <laughs> do have to choose to. the town over you. Yeah. Kind so of we, a, have you... <clears throat> I was going to say, that's kind of the funny thing too, is that like they give her like a bit of character redemption, like we just talked about towards yeah. the end. And then they're just like, all right, choose if she dies or not. And you're like, oh, sick. <laughs> like, okay, it's kind of out of left field, but sure. Yeah, and because <laughs> yep, it's the, she dies, <laughs> it's it's weird, right? Because it's the ultimate decision uh, point here. I feel like they wanted it to be weighted approximately fifty fifty, and it got kind of fifty fifty. Apparently, over I time, if some of that is just people wanting to try it the other way, though. Well, yeah, multiple playthroughs for sure. Uh, I mean, who knows? Dude? It was the nostalgia kicking in. Yeah, and all those stats are interesting to look at through the lens of, like, what is that? How do you read this exactly? Mm -hmm. um, especially for the ones, right, where you can't even, like, you could miss the thing. And if you miss the thing, that's a that's a decision. Right. Right, it wasn't like you didn't interact. It's like, like how you we chose never save those birds. Right, exactly. But, but the weight here shows you, I think, what they're trying to pull off with this game. And I think we can talk about and have talked about whether or not it works for us. And so he's made her point very clear on this one. But they're trying to literally wait is they want to make a hard decision for the final moment in this game. Mm -hmm. Do you save Chloe or do you save a fucking boatload of people? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's what they're trying to equate here. And you can clearly see that like for us, that's like, I mean, come on. Yeah. And then they even try to like make you feel good about it or OK about it. As, as she says to you, you got to sacrifice me. So then you're like doing it for her. But it's just a strange situation where you're like, you thought this was like a reasonable weight here at this point in time? Not the way I'm reading it, but maybe the way other people are. Like maybe if you're just hard simping, as they as the kids say. I think I used that word right. Um, <laughs> I think it's, then, you know, it's really hard to to kill the person that's right in front of you, you know, mm -hmm. um, even if it's going to save the town. Um and I think, you know, some people fall for that. Isn't there sort of like a Feeling. classic moral dilemma? Uh, that something, it's something about trains, right? Where like you're standing, I, I'm not going to get this right, but the trolley car yeah, problem. Yeah, that's it's the trolley yeah. car problem. It's like something like essentially you're standing, you can pull the thing that makes the train. McCoy's laughing at I'm me. I'm laughing just because Gabe sent me, uh, it was a dual track drifting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, look that shit up online. Anyway, it's moving on. All right. Moving on Kill to both my of them. deep moral <laughs> dilemma. But like, you can pull um, the thing yeah. that makes the train tracks move, and either you can kill like a whole bunch of people or like some kids. I'm not sure what the choice is, but it's like supposed to be a difficult choice. Does anyone have One a better read on what that is? A whole bunch of people. I don't know yeah. it very well. My understanding, right? And 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 you're supposed to be like, ooh, that's a hard choice. Um, 
Yeah, and like really, especially just, in the game, like you just save the most people possible because. But also, like the game has you go through that diner at the end, where like the whole town is practically in that diner, yeah. and they're all just like staring at you, being like, "I don't want to die, Max. Please don't kill me." And then you have some fucking stranger who's just like, "My wife and child will never get to see me <laughs> oh, again." Yeah. Like, I forgot, about, I forgot that. about that scene. I was like, "Get out of here! What are you doing here? I don't met you yet. I, I have no time to meet any more characters." And yeah, then you this? talk to yourself, and you're like super snarky. Yeah. yeah we and you're like, wow, okay. Dude, it was hilarious. Oh, I I love that I scene suck. only because like she says something like, You you only use your powers to benefit yourself. And of course your initial reaction, she's like, No, I'm trying to help others, but then you flash back to like how you've been using yeah. the power and you're like, Yeah, I have done it so I can manipulate people to fly a drone, to get in the favor <laughs> of the popular girls. Sleep a little more. <laughs> By pretending yep. to give a fuck about her mom yep. when I really don't. <laughs> I love how you use your powers just so you can fly somebody's drone for a couple minutes. Dude, that's actually like so real life to like when – do you remember when you were like a kid? Like dude, there's even where, I, like where I'm living, which I will not disclose. Thank Beep. you. Um, Preemptive. But there's a – there are literally a kids down the street with a drone. And at one point this kid was like, do you want to fly this thing? And I was like, I'm going to – it's not – it's not a big deal. Yes. I could. And then I was like, yes, I do. Like, it's just like, it's just like, it felt so innate. Like, this sounds so fucking rad. He's like, listen, man, it's got like, you know, a 200 feet range or whatever. It wasn't like the nicest drone ever, but it was like pretty, you know, he's a kid. And he's like, and, as a, and I, I stuck like a camera on there that you can like watch from your cell phone. And I was like, you stuck that on with duct tape? He's like, hell yeah, dude, check this shit out. And I was like, oh my fucking God. Like, I, you know. <laughs> Because you gotta understand, like, like I can come home to my sick ass gaming PC and whatever, mm-hmm. and boot up the, the the newest and the greatest that the world has. But this dude strapped a fucking camera to a drone, hey, and he's spying on his neighbors. Dude, that is <laughs> awesome. So you know, I you understand I just, why you would want to bring Brock some time. empathy here to why Max would would get use her powers to to to. She's trying to save the world, but also why a drone's pretty sick, though, right? Right. Oh, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it, it kind of is like they a lot of the way they use your power, at least initially, is like it's almost like the same thing that happens when you're in the shower after a conversation that you wish had gone differently and you're like sit, rehearsing it different. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, what if you could just do this in real life? And if I could do that in real life, I would definitely do that in real life. Yeah, 100%. Like, you know, <laughs> you never so else. many sick burns. That is very fair. <laughs> that's all I'm saying, so I think that's fair. I think what sealed the deal for me in killing Chloe and saving the town was when we got to finally kiss Warren in the um, um, the diner. <laughs> Don't need her <laughs> anymore. I was like, well... Obviously, Chloe has to die because Warren is out there scared and alone in this diner. We just got to Mac with him. We must save his life. (laughs) But the thing is, and here's the thing about this ending as well. It's the fact that like the ending like undoes practically all the actions you've ever done i was thinking of game that was one of the questions i wanted to pose to people is like are you basically like are you tilted that the ending to this game means that essentially nothing that you did matters at all right and like i think we already established that i am tilted (laughs) james is a yes 
I've already been hurt by massive Marcos <laughs> in the plane. I mean. <laughs> Gabe's like I've been burned before. Yeah, exactly. Never again. I've learned to close my heart off to video games. Like, I'm I'm kind of conflicted on this only because it's like I, I'm thinking about games like Ethan Carter, mm-hmm. where I guess spoilers for Ethan Carter. Skip ahead if you want. Don't want that game spoiled. But like Ethan Carter was essentially like a none of your actions ended yeah. up mattering this one was it i just kind of left me confused because mm-hmm. i was just kind of like okay so wait so like warren's not actually our bay after this yeah one. exactly <laughs> and wait is is kate still going through all the shit that she's going through right now like are we gonna step in to help that um What's gonna like you know? Is Victoria still a bitch to us? Like, yeah. what are we gonna do about any of that? And so, I don't know. Like, in a way, I'm a little disappointed because I'm just like, okay, well, clearly, like, helping anybody in this case never actually amounted to anything. Yeah. But like, hey, at least everyone gets to live? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I feel like in a game that like constantly reminds you that like this is a choice-based game. Your decisions will matter. And like every time you make a decision is like that decision may or may not have been the right one. The fact that the ending is like nothing happened. You have to do it all again. But literally nothing that you just did none of those choices mattered really like they mattered for your experience of the game right obviously but they don't matter in like the overall lore of this game it is like the equivalent of the like it was just a dream but they like wrote it into yeah we were just talking about ethan carter which is like my that was my issue with the end of ethan carter's it felt a little bit too like it's all a dream but this is like a this is like their literary masterpiece uh, remake of it's yeah. just a dream. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot of effort went into to that one. Yeah, Jefferson wasn't at that funeral, was he? At the end, because if he was, oh, then shit. I'd be pissed. <laughs> I don't think he was. I also no, think it he got was weird. Right? Didn't he? I think. Yeah, he did. Well, that's the thing. Is, because like, it's fucking David with the bulletproof vest, bro. Because like you did oh, yes, still get to David, thing. I think, and David still knew. Like you still knew stuff. So in some ways, it mattered. Right. Yeah. Ugh. So at least you got to stop, no. you know, a mass murderer from murdering any more people. Yeah, which, should we talk about that plot line? We haven't really touched on that yet. Sure, why not? <laughs> I'm fucking crazy it it's is. It's bizarre. Yeah. Well, it's, first of all, it's so I think we all established, did, did everyone see Jefferson as being the main villain coming? In what context? Yes. Like, I mean, as in, like, when, I mean... when, when Chloe gets shot, in other words, they turn around your shoulder, like, we're guessing? Like, are you saying, mm. like, at that point? we knew or or what do you yeah i mean did you did you start having like i mean obviously like i think it sounds like everybody even up to when we were like in the principal's office like blaming him for stuff we were all kind of suspicious of him but like i don't know did it did it just come as a surprise because honestly i didn't i i didn't find it to be a surprise i thought they were going too heavy-handed on nathan i thought that david was a red herring and i was just like well they're gonna somehow find a way to make jefferson bad i (laughs) you know what the the loose end was for me that kind of kept me confused here was was actually hot um, <laughs> that was the reason. Yeah, the way his like glasses, like hair he had peeking through the whole. Did time? he have chest hair peeking through? I'm, I I think so. Yeah, 
Lana seeing what she wants to see. character for him to have chest hair. Sorry. I continue. Interesting. No, it was actually the way they did Samuel dirty. I was like, that is like the biggest red herring of all. I was like, this guy in every other piece of media is a hard murderer. The classic creepy janitor. (laughs) Like, it's just not even (laughs) subtle. And so then they were just like, never mind, that character doesn't exist. And you're like, oh, so maybe it's not him. I guess he's like, he's getting like too far away. But yeah, I I think I He was just... I mean, he was just like too clearly like, you shouldn't trust this guy. He has a weird voice. Yeah. I feel like they they just went too hard on that. Oh my God, Samuel is so weird. Dude, do you think, wait, real talk, real talk here. Did I say real talk? You did. Real cock? Yeah, you did say real cock. Yeah. Christ, yes. Look at a sound bite of it. Oh, Put that shit on the soundboard. Oh, God. I'm going to timestamp it. Oh, you can see it right there. It's 127. 127. So, listen. Um, real talk, though. I. Yeah. What the fuck was I even talking about? What character were you even just like? You're do? talking about um, Samuel. We were talking about Canada. Samuel. Oh, yeah. And then I think you were trying to change the subject. No. Well, yeah, that's what I do. That's my specialty. Fuck your subject. But um, here's what I'm saying. <laughs> Is... Do you think because Alyssa is this running joke of like she gets hit with something like she gets hit with a football and it hurts and she gets hit with uh, I don't know what they even call those in the pool. But the things that are like a floating device, but they're like tubes and you hit people with them. Um, But like, do you think because I felt like the way they set it up early on is like it was going to be a running joke that you just fuck over Samuel to like screw someone else over right when you like knock the pain over and then he gets in trouble for mm-hmm. destroying Victoria and I was like, this is a fucking cruel running gag if they do yeah. this. Like, this is going to be mean. <laughs> like, to just fuck this guy straight up. Because it's different when you're fucking over David, right? Because he, like, is sure to explain to you his flaws. But Samuel's just a janitor guy, right? Like, it's like, why why would we fuck <laughs> with this guy? Um, so I felt like they kind of, like, maybe eased off a little bit later. They're like, because he really did feel like they were setting it up to be a recurring joke somehow. Like, yeah. you know. You splashed the mop water in someone's face somehow, and then he got in trouble, or I don't know. And then just further solidifying his hate for humans, but but okay. <laughs> yeah, to the point. I mean, where he basically snap. served no purpose to the plot, like aside from being a red herring. And talking about spirit animals to, yeah. you know, just further cement that the doe is your spirit animal. Oh, that's because right. All yeah, of the that uh, thing doe that imagery. Matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like the, the, like sometimes you see a spectral doe just like that just like leads you to where you're supposed to be and that's all it does it's like it's just an arrow <laughs> like that's well if it's any if it's any that's consolation that's the whole point of why you can see a spirit doe is because nah, they didn't want to just put an arrow in the game you know? <laughs> and they didn't want to put an if, arrow on if a there's shirt. any consolation like the voice actor for Samuel is also the voice actor for Jefferson. Really? So indirectly, <laughs> Samuel is the voice oh, actor. Oh, shit. Interesting. Actually, oh. I can hear it I, when you, you guys... say that. I can hear it when you well, say did... that. So, like, one of the things I thought was kind of just, I, I don't know, like, like Jefferson, like, speaks in a, like, a normal tone, and then suddenly he has you, like, in his dark room, and his voice kind of slides into that samuel oh, no. creepy talk. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I I didn't notice it my first playthrough, obviously, but the second playthrough, I was just like, 
oh yeah that kind of does sound like he starts to sound like samuel which is like oh yes you look so pretty under that light. i'm just like samuel is <laughs> <Are you laughs> <much more? laughs> dude yeah Pretty to see like samuel just like unzipped jefferson's skin <laughs> oh god i want to wear your skin <laughs> we worked on that one for a minute watch the playthrough for that joke bro trust mm-hmm. me you missed out um but yeah like oh my god wow just sorry because I'm, I'm like picturing the scene in my head and then so it's like yeah and then he just unzips his skin <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah so actually okay I, okay just going back to the actual initial question because fuck it mm-hmm. i actually did I wasn't 100% sure it was Jefferson, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't necessarily. I mean, okay, we joked the entire game that Je- was going to be Jefferson because of that creepy line that he says of, like, I could cap, was it like, I could capsulate in any dark corner or something bizarre like that? Uh-huh. And it's, like, minute 10 of the game, and everyone's like, that dude is a serial, like, that's not good. Yeah. Um, And it yeah. turns out that, like, during all the flashbacks, like, you keep getting put back to that exact point where he says that line as you're yeah. trying to escape, and it's clearly, like, the game being like, remember when he said that shit? That was creepy. You should have yeah. known. But other than that, I didn't necessarily feel like we were given a lot of like clues that it was going to be him. I think they just. I felt like, yeah. Go ahead. It just it felt like kind of like a not a great way to uh, like foreshadow it, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, the only other foreshadowing is like. I mean, obviously, with, like, a dark room and photography and Max keeps on being like, wow, this is really, a f- really expensive photo equipment mm-hmm. and whatnot, right. like, knowing that Jefferson's a professional photographer. But then another thing that you're supposed to, uh, I say supposed to, I not really, but just a minor detail is, like, but then again, it, it's a, it falls victim to the telling, not showing. But, like, you pick up these letters that sound like they're from Nathan's father, Mm -hmm. but there's not actually any like signature Mm. on them or Mm. anything to prove that it's from uh, Nathan's father. Like, so it's like, you know, I, I, I told you not to just shout out my name in public places. Like, you know, you have so much potential, but I am disappointed as it currently stands. Like those are all from Jefferson writing to Nathan. And so like, you guys got that. I didn't get that. Only after the fact. It, it fits super yeah. well into what you might imagine Nathan's existence is. And I think you mm-hmm. might see maybe one or two real situations from his parents that feel like they're not. Because, mm-hmm. like, is there's one about family business. So I feel like I'm not sure if that yeah, one. Yeah, the email. But then there's, yeah, yeah. these ones that don't, mm. that aren't signed. And they just are so much about him not living up to the, to the expectations. I thought that was, like, a fucking rad All right, wrinkle. I'm kind of into that. Although they do then later. Right. R- but, oh, but like, well, so then, like, it falls victim to the telling, not showing, though, because I, I'm sure a reason why a lot of us didn't really catch up on it the first time is because Max just butts in with yeah. the, wow, Nathan's father mm-hmm. is such a dick. And so mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, yeah, it's from his father. Like, so... Like, unless, you know, you, you've played a lot of these games, so, like, you can ignore you know, the the voice line and do the surmising yourself and be like, don't tell me what to do game. Right. I'll figure it out myself. Like, you know, it it does kind of fall victim to that. Oh, is the only yeah. Thing. And then they, oh, they also totally. do like a great yeah. line later where it's just sort of like, 
Yeah, they had some weird fucking daddy-son shit going I don't on. Think, I don't think they said daddy-son. I think they said father-son. Well, I was about to say father-daughter. That's not it. Father-son. <laughs> no, but it's 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 true. It's true. They. I didn't realize, by the way, like, because, okay, I, I just connected this after the fact. I didn't realize they actually had a voice line to mislead you there. Like, they hit you that hard. Mm-hmm. But I guess what's one of the things they are really working on in this game, you can tell, is they're working on... What do the characters think is going down right now? And that's why, like, I feel like the, quote, correct decision of who to blame in terms of Jefferson, David, or Nathan is Nathan, based on what you know. So much right. of that they spend, like, 10 more hours right. being like, it's fucking Nathan. And then they're like, Nathan's dead. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, they definitely try to, like, hit you with this. This is what the characters are thinking. So, I mean, fuck it. Do you want to think this shit, too? Um and I think that does like like lead you a little astray. And if you're you're right, if you're not thinking about like what you should be putting the pieces together in, mm-hmm. then I think it sort of sets you up but nicely for being uh, surprised. surprised. It, yeah, but like I mean, with the like with that first decision of like who do you blame to the principal, it's like it is so clearly like pointing you towards Nathan that it's like why even why why do that just. Aside from just to be like, you made the wrong choice, idiot, later on in the game. It's like, you should feel bad about yourself. Like, that feels like the only reason to do that is to just, like, rub it in the player's face that they made a mistake. And I don't feel like that's, I don't know. I I don't like that choice. But I feel like that's the choice that these, that the developers made a lot of times in this game. Um yeah. Like like why make it a decision making game when you're intentionally leading the player towards wrong decisions at every turn? Well, and like a good example, um, right, is um if you pick Jefferson, which we did, then immediately we get taken on this adventure, like I said, for the next 10 hours about how Nathan fucking did this shit. And so even that is sort of strange, mm-hmm. right? You're like mm-hmm. cuz it's not like you blame Jefferson exactly. You end up just being like because, okay, we can look at this after having beaten the game and being like, who is the baddie, right? Right. Easy for us to say. But that's not what you say. You say, he was talking to her before she went up there. And he's like, yeah, I was talking to her. I was trying to, like, you know, be helpful in some way. And then it's like, that's not the same as, like, he has a basement. And in the basement, there's photography. <laughs> like, you know, like, we're not actually solving yeah. it in any meaningful way. And we don't even use our choice as a theory afterwards. But I think it's just so clear to us in that moment of that choice. Like, oh, we should maybe be thinking about who did this and not just like immediately going with Nathan. But then also like that doesn't really matter what you do. Like does it – wait, sorry. So it doesn't matter? Right. Have you seen anyone choose some other connections? Does anything else matter if you choose anyone else or do they just totally be like, that guy was rich. What are you talking about? Or that guy was a security guard. I totally trust him. Also, also, uh... it feels like uh, – sorry, but like think about who did this of like who drugged her at the party. Like because that's not anywhere near the dialogue choices that you have. Um. Yeah, it's it was kind like, of like it, who was responsible for her ultimately jumping. I right. think was like the question that's we were trying clearly to answer in that like moment. A, Which, like in that sense, like, I don't think ultimately that, it's it's the original choice of drugging her at a party right. that you know, yeah. and we never even mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, I'm I'm thinking like it's just it's all 
choices. I mean, like for Nathan, if you choose Nathan, then that ending scene, Nathan doesn't enter Victoria's room and Victoria's just really pissed off at you for expelling Nathan. Like, that's pretty much it. Um, and then for like David Madsen, like he just gets like I, I think it's ultimately like he gets fired or something like that. And like you still have your confrontation with him where you have to side with him or side with Chloe in the living room. Like everything still kind of falls into mm-hmm. plan there. Well, cause even even with you know Jefferson, you know, like not getting to go to San Francisco, like he still shows up in the rest of the yeah, story. I swear yeah. like, he was like put on still... leave or something. But then the story, I, sw- yeah. I swore that's what they that's, said. That's what it hints at. Yeah, it hints that he's like put on leave, but then like he's still in the classroom, like talking to the Victoria late at night, and like yeah. you just go into like the quad outside your dorm room, and he's just sitting outside the principal's house, like just chatting up the principal, and it's just like, shouldn't you? not be and he's like oh yeah i'm going to the i'm going to the party tonight to yeah. announce the everyday Which, that should have tripped like, us off that he was a serial killer because that's weird yeah <laughs> like what a weird place to announce a contest winner weird place for an adult to be with yeah, a bunch of real. underage kids drinking it's an artsy school bro i guess you know their artsy hip teacher he gets his pick of the 18-year-olds. Didn't he also invite then, us to dance with him? It was, I don't he? know. No. Yeah. When you're talking. Yeah, there's a lot of weird things that happen. Yeah. Oh, no. Cl- Chloe was saying sense. to D- Jefferson that, you know, you better dance oh, with it's us. Chloe. Or that like makes that. more sense. That's and right. instead of, like, doing the responsible thing and saying, no, I won't be dancing with the students, he's like, huh, you don't want to see me bust a move. And it's like, okay, this is not the thing <laughs> a teacher yeah, should be saying. He's just don't say that. He's super cool, though. Yeah. I think we should at least touch on the fucking basement scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I'm not saying it's a comfortable scene. If we don't have much to talk about, that's totally fine. But it is a substantial portion of the second half of this game mm-hmm. is you jumping through different avenues of time and different photographs and whatever to basically get out of just this horribly traumatic circumstance that Jefferson puts you into um, in terms of like, and then he gets to go on his fucking evil rants about art and creativity so and innocence and what yeah. happens when the moment innocence is taken from you. And it's it's an intense scene. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what we have to say about it, but his character just goes fucking nuts. Like, I... It is like the ultimate trope of like, evil guy is found out and becomes the yeah. ultimate evil yeah <laughs> like, yeah like it, it is a trope in a lot of media where it's just like oh i've been found out time to turn the evilness up to a thousand and i yeah. think it's a little bit of that what we were talking about earlier of like the characters being driven by the plot rather than by them it's like he goes full like it's almost I don't know. Unbelievable is kind of a weird word for like discovering someone's a serial it's killer totally and then, like, unbelievable. finding their there's true no self. no no person would act the way that he does in that scene. And like maybe they would. I don't know. I've never been kidnapped, but like I no. you know, don't come for me. But um <laughs> no personal experience. No personal experience. <laughs> but it was almost I don't know. I'm can I even say can we even say it's over the top? We really don't know. But it like it felt we out can. of character for him, sort of. <laughs> I'm sorry, we it can say it's over the top for him. Yeah. Like honestly, it, would it be was more out of character for still... him. Like there's no reason for him to act that way. 
Yeah, it's it would just, be it would be more unsettling if he was still like in his academic yeah, teacher I agree. voice. Like if he felt yeah. more congruent with his original character. But I kind of felt like okay, the plot says he's evil now, so let's make him super evil. He's kidnapped two girls. Let's yeah. go, people. So they just I think they just it's just like it's just bonkers town. Like yeah. to me, <laughs> yeah. this is that it's the point where the the game just like veers off like takes a hard left into just <laughs> traffic like just crazy clown territory like there's just no reason for i mean there's no reason for a lot of things to have happened because like just people don't act like people but like in this case specifically it's like it's just so dialed up that it's just it's totally unbelievable and ridiculous and like like the only thing you can do is just like laugh at how crazy he is. Yeah. Those eyes, those beautiful blue yeah. eyes looking up at me, and I'm just like, okay. okay, there's. I could definitely see Jefferson maybe using a more academic yeah, term. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's right. not like the wrong. It's like I don't know, like the wrong it, phrasing. It refutes his entire like personality. Yeah. Like, yeah. And there's no need because I actually think like right. This he is, was creepy enough as it was. Well, yes. Yeah. And I would actually say they the content some of the content of what he's actually saying in his like crazed rants i think is like really i don't know how to say this like quality quality concepts and quality writing mm, if you're like trying you agreed with some of what he was saying <laughs> no it's just that well i don't know how do you want to take this stand it's like i you can see innocence on human beings and you can see it when it's gone like that's a real human trait and it's like one of the most beautiful things that people love about um, children and having children and like being a parent. You talk to my like my mom and she'll tell you like, oh, my God, when you were a kid, like you had no idea. And like she's talking about that innocence. Uh, and yeah. And like that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And photographers look for these sorts of more eph- ephemeral concepts in people. That's why some of their photographs are so incredible. Like some of the ones that have really lasted throughout time have been ones where they capture something so much deeper than the person's face on their face. Um, but like, did he need to go super villain while explaining this premise? I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think so is where I'm trying to say, but like some of those things that he was saying, and he then, needed to not go super villain while explaining the premise. Like, yeah. I guess some of those things yeah. specifically not. Yeah. Some of those things like track for his like, character. Yeah. And yeah. I get and like that. when, when he's teaching the class, he's like articulate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like recalling past masters and and discussing you know their work and how you know how he wants you to utilize it in in your own. And when he's explaining his like magnum opus as he perceives it, there's none of that. Yeah. None. Mm-hmm. And then they add in usually about 3 fourths of it is just really creepy weird shit <laughs> on top of that. Where he's yeah. just like Fuck, like, why aren't you moving like this? Like, God, you ruined it. Like, he's like, he's just going insane. He's like, irate. He's like, not focused or dialed in. And, and like we've said, like, dude, if he was just the same guy, but just now he's talking about art in a serious way, and yeah. the, the words that he's saying are terribly creepy, but the person is still there, they wanted it to be like the whole other character was a facade. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why? I, this character <laughs> seemed fine. Like, all he needs to do is just be a crazy artist, not like a crazy, crazy artist, but like a just a crazy artist that has like a, a dedicated vision. He really did remind me of 
that character, which we still don't know the fucking name of and whatever, from Bioshock, who like splices all the people together. I can't remember that guy's name. Yeah, it's not Cohen. We know these. Dr. Zellman? Zellman. Okay. What he reminded me of is all of the bad guys in the Cat Lady, because I felt like none of them had a character at the same level. Take that, Cat (laughs) Lady. Like they were all just like ridiculous caricatures of mental health. And just like, ooh, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's not, mm-hmm. I don't know, not impressive. Yeah, you want to see some real silly, serial killer shit, right? You want to see someone like just totally normal. I mean, I just, yeah, sure. I mean, I like, I feel like serial killers are not strange caricatures of insanity. You know, they're they're actual people. They just also like murder people for fun. You know, it's like, just like you and me. That's oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but you like, don't like don't for real. Feel free to write hate mail like, to tyranny of thumbs at gmail.com. We'll send it out to the pro break. They have number. something wrong Address with them, me, obviously, cowards. but they are still human beings. You know, they're not anime supervillains. Um, to be fair, right? They're not. And like the problem with anime on a certain level is that their villains are all oh totally now we're bonkers. pissing off the anime people. <laughs> oh Again, boy. hate mail, tyranny of thumbs at gmail.com. We'll direct it to James. Yeah, exactly. I Please love do. anime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, I realized, okay, sorry. I need to get my Bioshock cred revoked. Dr. Zalman's from uh, Downfall. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought so. Dr. Dr. Stein, Dr. Steinem is Bioshock. I would have never pulled that name. Yeah. The fact that you even tried is, I think, what's impressive <laughs> here because the rest of us were just like, that doctor? And then we're all just like, run away from the microphone. <laughs> like, yeah. do not but say I, the name. I kind of agree. Like, that doctor in Bioshock was like a much more kind of like, I don't interesting or realistic portrayal of like someone who's like pursuing the art of body modification and plastic surgery to a point where it becomes like yep. very manic yeah. and crazy and creepy but it but it fits all within that like that package of the character and i think zoe i like your point about i think he would have been scarier and creepier and a better character had they just like stuck with him as a person and like stuck with all those like things that he was already doing like being articulate and being super, you know whatever a fabulous photographer how creepy would it be if he was staring into Max's eyes and he just said, Daguerreotype? Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's terrifying. That would have been awful. Oh, my oh. God. He just says, do you remember what a DVD looks like? <laughs> he turns on his TV and there's just that DVD logo that's bouncing around the screen. And he's just like, Wetch, we're going to wait for when it goes into a corner. And when it does, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> Like, this is where this could have been, you guys. Like, I just think, like, oh, but, but okay. So, oh my goodness, though. The, uh, so like the going kind of a little bit further ahead with that, by far, it happens in every playthrough, I swear. Like, the biggest, like, 180, like, I've never seen people rewind a decision fast (laughs) enough is whether or not to tell David the truth about Chloe. Yep. I feel like everybody (laughs) chooses to tell him the truth. And, and then they, they just absolutely fl- like freak when they see that David just like murders Jefferson yeah. right in your face. Like it, it kind of reminds me of that Mass Effect decision when you can tell that brother 
whether or not his uh, his his other brother survived the academy uh, attack right. or not. Like, you know, there was that one decision of like, tell him the truth that his brother survived or like, let him worry. And if you like, let him, like, it's the opposite, I guess, for that, where it's like, if you lie to him and let him worry, he like, fucking like, yeah, you're right himself. there. Yeah, yeah. He walks <laughs> off camera and kills himself and you're like, oh. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And at least in Mass Effect, you can't rewind, so you're just kind of stuck with that decision. Yeah, it was just a prank, like, bro. And then you, yeah, exactly. And then you immediately, <laughs> <laughs> and then you immediately walk around the corner and accept the mission from like the primary character in that area. And it's just yeah. like, don't go around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. But not only do they make you feel kind of bad about it it's not even like one of those like subtle decisions where you're like we're gonna see the ramifications it is like dude i remember this because of the the, how long it took to rewind that shit in fast motion it is a long scene of just pure torture but also like you know pretty quickly that you don't want this choice to stick i feel like and so you're like okay just rewind like nope (laughs) okay just nope just rewind he's in a lot of pain just rewind but you can't because it's like you know a full I don't know how it's probably not two minutes, but it feels like a couple Dude, minutes. It might be two minutes. And not only that, it's just off the back of what can only be described as just like the most intense character redemption you've ever seen for a human being ever for that guy yeah. for the past yeah. like six <laughs> hours. And you're like, okay, all right. So you have all this good shit about you. Okay. So you really shouldn't. I, you did slap her in that alternate timeline and I don't really approve. Okay. But. But, but, and then you get here and you're like, Jesus, okay, yeah. okay. And it's also confirmed at that point that he's not the killer, right? Because he saved your fucking life. So you're yep. just like, oh no, oh God, oof, this is bad. By the way, if you click the other option, which everyone does, it's like, cool, all right, resolved. And then you just like move forward. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> Yeah, the others, yeah, the other option's like a five second scene compared to like a five minute scene oh, for the God, other one. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah. Oh my God. This game. It's a wild ride. So, by the way, fun fact. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. And, James, you don't have to be satisfied with this answer. But I think if you <laughs> – is that, is that a funny opening? Okay, reasonable. Um, that No, that's my preparation for not being satisfied with this answer. Yeah. Like, all right, let's see what's coming. Yeah, yeah. Is So why did they not go to the police? I think is an interesting intellectual question that I think about while driving, just like Gabe thinks about the ending while driving, um, <laughs> is it's – so part of it, right, was clearly the some of the story bits that they, they said earlier where they said things like, right, when you thought it was Nathan for so long, and it turns out it was the Prescott family to some degree entwined and bankrolling all this, but they make quips about how they own the police, right? And that there's that's it's a corrupt system uh, and stuff like that. And okay, right? Maybe maybe you still wouldn't make that choice even with that theory. But then also on top of that, I think while this may not make sense from a if this was real life perspective, but from a writing perspective, they also really want to make a point that. The one person who holds law in this place that's not a police officer and you even say that to his face and he practically cries, right? He is the only one that can save you, right? They like they, they needed this David Redemption saving uh, security card that actually gets to do something ending like so badly. They wanted it so fucking badly that it feels like it almost even seeps into like just all decisions around the police, like maybe the whole game. Is so they can set this up right here. Um, so you don't have to be satisfied with that, but I do think that's what they were trying to do. I I accept that that's what they were trying to do. Make a different choice. 
do it again. <laughs> Smash the right. Like book literally, on the table. literally, like, yeah, they can be trying to do all sorts of things and they fail. Like, there's no reason not to go to the police. And if there's no reason not to go to the police, they should have gone to the police. And I, I just think that they, you know, there's no excuse to have to not to, you know? It's like any rational human being in this situation would not try and do all this by themselves, especially, you know, not a teenager, you know? It's like mm-hmm. they have no training. They have no, like, expectation of not fucking dying. Like, what what are they doing? There's no, there's no reason. And, like, the one reason is because the plot demands it. And if that's your reasoning, then, then you've, you fucked up at storytelling to me. It is sort of like what we were talking about earlier about how much you're willing to like suspend your disbelief for this game. And I, I feel like everybody has maybe different points with this game where they're like, oh, I, I, I can't go along. I can't go with that. Like I can't, you have to get off the train at some point. And like for me, I was I was kind of I mean I was kind of okay with them not going to the police for a lot of this. When they found the dead body, I was like, well, surely now though, mm-hmm. um, and they don't. And you kind of like to be able to be immersed in this game, you have to kind of be like, okay, well, I can just accept that they're not going to do like nothing about these characters have shown that they have the judgment to go do this, so it's just not going to happen. Um, but the game does sort of ask a lot of you, I think, in terms of. Just letting some things go. Yeah. Like, I, I think the game, tr- like, tr- attempted to establish, like, that the Prescotts own the mm-hmm. police and therefore, like, but again, it's it's all communicated through Max's journal and, like, text messages. And yeah. maybe, like, the occasional quip. Like, I, I do somewhat agree with James in that, like, maybe if they had, like, an actual scene of showing just how incompetent mm-hmm. the police are, like, maybe, like, especially, like, maybe in handling Kate's That's case That's what I was thinking. Whatnot. They totally, I feel but, like they set themselves up to have that when you tell Kate to go to the police, and she does, I think. Yeah, and Loki, don't mention me. <laughs> yeah, you do say don't mention me. Yeah. But then the, that never like, goes anywhere, except for I think there's maybe a text message about it. But I'm not even sure it's a text message saying, like, yeah, the police wouldn't listen. Like, I, I agree with you. So, like, I think if they had shown you that the police were corrupt, you would have been like, oh, yeah, this makes sense then. But since they just kind of, like, sprinkle it in and they say it a couple times, you're like, yeah, but, I mean, this is a dead body. Like, come on. Right. There's I mean, they, no... like, equate the principal with the police mm-hmm. in that, like, oh, well, the principal got bought off and... But you can't like, equate you've a seen principal how the with the principal. police. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, exactly. Like, like for some reason they like, but they put those on equal authoritative standpoints, though. Yeah. Where it's like, well, clearly you told the principal and nothing happens. So clearly, if you yeah. go to the police, nothing's gonna happen. Uh, it's just like, like you not didn't even tell the principal right. anything. So I think the hierarchy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think the hierarchy. You don't <clears throat> ever go to anybody with authority. Yeah, you never see them actually react to the information that you should tell them um and and there's never a justification for why like i agree if they had justified the decision at any point in the game i would have been more willing to give them that that benefit of the the doubt but and like i i don't know 
even just having it be like, yeah, this town has one police officer, like, because there are towns like that. Mm-hmm. And you see that one police officer and he's a total douche and he's totally paid off by Nathan's family and he refuses like and he's like super sexist and it doesn't believe children and like then yeah okay fine don't call the police right but they didn't even bother with that yeah you know I, they didn't even try I, think th- I believe the term from chloe was uh <clears throat> fuck the police uh, yes <laughs> coming straight from the underground yeah like it's <laughs> yeah, true for re- it's like ugh. Yeah. yeah it's I think they try to make a sort of equivalence of like kids, parentheses 18, and adults. Good save. Um, Good save. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Like, it's like, it's just like adults aren't doing what you want with this information. You know what I mean? But the grown ups aren't helping you. You haven't really talked to a lot of them about this directly, but. but. You don't ever say anything to them. It's like they can't help if they don't know what you're thinking, you know? Yeah. yeah yeah whatever no you don't um i think it's kind of interesting because i was thinking about this the other day like like this is a genre of games that i think self-selects who plays it do you know what i mean like i was thinking mm-hmm. about this the other day and i was like yep. i don't think james is gonna pick this one up on his own time <laughs> And sure enough, there might be a reason. <laughs> you know what I'm like, like, and I was thinking about that, and I was like, you know, I think that is a huge factor too, mm-hmm. right? Is like some people are probably just more down to to suspend their disbelief or to just, just accept. Like be on the ride. Yeah, to be on the even, ride. I think or... even if you don't suspend your disbelief and like go, you can still be on the ride a little bit and be like, this is stupid, but let's see what happens. Yeah. And I also thought there was this weird phenomenon yeah. with the group playthrough that I just think is something interesting where it's like, and I found this to, ca- to be the case of some group places with some games. And I'm not saying it was like bad or anything, but it's just interesting to think about because if you imagine everyone has their own unique line, right? That mm-hmm. like that's when when crossed, they're taken out of the experience, at least temporarily. And probably they say something about that. Um, when you have a bunch of different people with different lines, I think it's like when someone else is taken out of the game, even for something that I might not have noticed myself, then I think I, in a moment, I'm taken out of that game too, to re- like think about what they're thinking. And so this is like one of those games where, dude, I, f- I fucking promise you, man, if I had played this alone, I don't think I would have thought about the police in the same way. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little. Oh yeah, they should go to the police be like, all right, and then I would have moved on. But, you know, it was like a huge thing to James and maybe to everyone else. Um, and so then I think like, it's just one of those interesting examples of like, I, yeah, I can like, I can see how like the least common denominator of our lines was triggered here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that would happen with just me. Like I, I just don't, there's like, it's just, I would have been totally blindsided if James and I both played this game solo. And then he comes back and he's like the police. Right. And I'm like, did they play as part of the story? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> There was the one I talked yeah, to in the diner, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I think there's like a little bit of that coming on too. Also here, if we're doing harebrained theories, guys, I've got one about James. You ready for this? James Money. This is my theory about how James' mind works. It works like a proof, a mathematical proof. Now, 
Those out there will be instantly understand that McCoy should not explain mathematical proofs to people, but I'm going to anyways, or at least what's relevant. Um, <laughs> you know, and a psychology major explains math proofs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. To a math major. To a math yeah. major, yep. exactly. And if and yeah. you, look, you gotta back me up, bro. <laughs> Listen, man, don't embarrass don't me. embarrass me. I no, I'm I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I'm so in. here's my theory, right? I like this already. It's the same thing yeah. when someone I was watching a YouTube video. They were trying to explain. I I would think in mathematical proof style way, like why there is a chance that there are um, multiple universes or timelines or or you know those those sorts of questions, right? But they always start with this: if you can accept this premise, and then you can accept this premise. And then you can accept this premise. Now we exist in a world where those premises are true. We can't confirm they're true, but we now exist in a world where those premises are true. Now let's discuss the rest of it, right? And I think what we saw with the police specifically was James at the top level of his proof being like, if you can accept this is a world where you don't go to the police, and he's like, no, I cannot <laughs> accept that. <laughs> Fuck that. And I think that just was like, and then he was like, well, I can't even live in this world and I definitely can't solve this mathematical problem or whether I you know, can even accept the rest of this game almost because it was like a top level uh acceptance that must be made. Mm-hmm. And so I think- Right, right. Yeah, the axioms, the axioms are I, like, I couldn't accept the axioms of this right. game. Where you like never tell anybody anything and you just, you're just like angsty quiet to everyone, even if you really desperately need to. Yeah. 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 And I think that's like part of the self-selection of this genre. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Right? Like, like, I think it's like almost like a, it's like a genre check. It's like, can you accept these axioms? And I'm like, oh, let's go. And I'm like sipping my beer. Like, I accept everything. You can tell me fucking, I don't give a shit. Um, Let's fucking roll. Um. And then James is like, actually, hold. Um, no, I can't accept that. What the fuck is that? Um, so I think that's just I think that's just something we see here. I think it's just like a fun, cool interaction we get to see when people play games outside their comfort zone. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think it's like in a lot of in a lot of fiction about children, right? Their parents die or are taken out of the picture very early on in the story, right? Mm-hmm. And that's so that you can't make the argument, but like Shouldn't you just go to your parents? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I feel like that needs to happen in a lot of cases for the shouldn't you just go to your parents argument to to be removed from the the uh, equation. Like I I just and and here is is a one of the reasons why it's like you know so. I mean, in a lot of in a lot of stories about children, like the police are also removed from the equation by like moving to a different universe or uh, it being a fantasy where police don't exist or something like that. You know, it's like you have to be the only person that can deal with this situation um, for a lot of stories to even start. And I think that they didn't account for that uh, in this game. So, yeah. That's funny. I'm like thinking, I mean, like the most classic example. And by the most classic, I mean the one that came to my head. So therefore, I'm just going to state that. Mm -hmm. But you know, you think of Harry Potter, right? Like the parents are removed from the equation. But not only that, the caregivers after the fact are just awful. And so they're not people to turn to either. And so then, you know, they're they're already starting to. And the teachers are super irresponsible. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it does make sense, you know. As you're reading the, those books, as you're watching the movies, that 
the kids are the ones that have to deal with the craziness that's going on. That's our, all right, kids. Are we going to deal with the craziness that's going on? Kids 18 plus. Um, I'm over yeah, 18, 18 plus. teenage adults. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. My 18th birthday was yesterday, and it's so great to be free. Um, anyways, yeah, you're right. I wonder if that's part of what they were trying to do with that, is like, these are adults that that can, like, resolve these situations by themselves. Dude, they should have added more axioms on there just to confirm it for you, James. Like, I'm 18, and fuck the police. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What was what was the term that Joyce? I think used? it was. She was like, "I forget." You're still. I think it was teenage adults. adults. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> or like teenager. I think it was teenage adults. Teenager adult doesn't make doesn't make sense. Yeah, th- that was like the most legal <laughs> speak I've ever seen. Yeah, it was like, it was how do we get away with the premise of like yeah. an older person telling you that you're still young, but then you're fucking not that young? Let me tell you right <laughs> now. You're still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it's hilarious. So, okay, open forum here. Anyone else want to cover some things? There's plenty to be said, but holy shit, did we talk a lot about this game, play a lot of this game, maybe even enjoy a lot of this game? What do you guys think? Get to the rating? Anyone want to jump into the thing? I think we're there. I think we're there. Okay, very exciting. Um, I guess... Let's, you know, since we've already kind of flirted with the premise, James first. What'd you think, buddy? <laughs> yeah. You accepted the of this. Me first. Yeah. Is good? Uh, thumbs down. <laughs> Not my kind of game. Yeah. Uh, I I thought the writing was poor. Um, the characters were all <laughs> unenjoyable. Well, itself. you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was it up against that year? Let's just you know. <laughs> I'll I'll look it up as you. Was uh, it a uh, uh, fucking true script. I don't know. I don't know. It just. I guess play this game if that's your thing. <laughs> but you already know it's your thing, man. <laughs> And you sound so disappointed. If you like this, I guess and, play it, but fuck you. <laughs> no, like, I, you know, everybody can like things, and, and I don't have to like those things, and uh, I didn't like this thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was really fun to be there with all of you guys in order to yell about the things that I didn't like about it. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely wouldn't have done that on my own. <laughs> Shouting into an empty room at a television is a different it's We've a profoundly that, different experience We've all done it. no that's we haven't. it is and i've done that and then i stopped watching that shitty tv show yeah. like that. yeah yeah it hurt too much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. true yeah well elena since you've shouted at the tv alone you're qualified enough to review this game okay Yep. I didn't know that we had to be qualified to review games on this podcast. You absolutely do. <laughs> oh, we're not. <laughs> um, no, I've been debating this one a little bit, and I, I think that my official rating for this game will be a thumb up. I enjoyed this game. There were things about it, yes, that bothered me. Did it tilt me to no end that at the end of the game... We partied and talked just inane bullshit with our classmates while the world was ending. Chloe had a gun and was trying to hunt down somebody, and we just found a dead body. Like, yeah, that bothered me. 
Um, and do I think this is the greatest writing I have ever seen in a game? Probably not. Right. I think that there are some plot holes. I think there's some things that don't make sense. I think that there are things that could have been written better. I go back and forth on whether I think that extremely cringy teenage talk is good or bad. I think it's good. I think it helps the game. No, wrong answer. I think it's I think it's good. But um I don't I enjoyed like going on this journey. I found the story as bizarre and like maybe not as coherent as maybe you would want something to be necessarily for like really pinnacle quality writing. I found it engaging and interesting and I was definitely down to see where it went always and be like, "Wait a minute, what the fuck is happening here?" Um so I liked that part about it. I thought it was a fun ride. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, James cool. said earlier that it gets into sort of, like, crazy clown territory. And I'm like, I don't necessarily disagree with that statement. The time travel stuff gets pretty <laughs> weird at the end. But it was fun. And it was en- it was engaging. And I was always, like, wanting to know what would happen next. So for that, I can I think it's a str- I think it's a strong thumb. Strong thumb? A strong thumb. I debated two thumbs. I don't think it's there for me. You're like. I don't think I can give it two thumbs. Yeah. yeah. But I think I can give it a strong thumb. Like, I would recommend this game to people with, like, the preface that you should just know what you're getting into and be ready to go on that ride. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I heard Gabe during that explaining to us very clearly that this was the wrong answer. Yeah. So do tell us, Gabe. Oh, wait. Can I say one more thing? No. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. No. But yeah. the Warren Warren was written so well. Warren's a strong and thumb. And that, that romance <laughs> made my week. And um, for that, for sure, I'm not bumping up to two thumbs, but I Damn, will still that say. that romance made your week. Oh, I love that <laughs> romance. I just, I loved Warren's character. I loved the interactions. I thought McCoy, they were step spot up your romance, on. I know, dude. I loved it. Elena Sorry, that's one more thing that Gabe can say I'm wrong about. Yeah, my favorite part about Warren's character, though, is drunk Warren, actually, because he's kind of sick of your shit a little bit. Yeah, which he calls I like. you out. It's amazing. He's like, look, man, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd be fucking awesome to be helping you. I already made you make, like, help you made a bomb and shit, but... I mean, if you don't want, yeah. look, I fucking. Right. I just think that that whole character and the plot line there and the interactions are the most spot on high school thing I saw in that game, and I loved every moment of it. Warren <laughs> playthrough. Okay. Yep. Gabe, hook us up. <laughs> All right. Oh. Before Gabe starts, though, here are the nominations oh. for the 2016. What is a BAFTA? Is that a writing best thing? story? British Academy, it's the British Oh, so it's a fake award. Essentially. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hot take. Award award from people from a loser country. Oh, God, I'm just kidding. Again, hate mail. We don't believe that. We don't believe that. We have some people from Britain. I don't believe that either. I was just going with it. All right. uh, So, Life is Strange won for Best Story. The other nominees for that category were Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Which was done by the Chinese Room, also known for Dear Esther. Uh, Her Story, uh, Undertale, Until Dawn, and Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) This, This one. Better game than The Witcher 3? Better story. Story. It's very specific. Oh, better, better story. story. Right. Better story. <laughs> better story than The Witcher 3. Oh, that is so funny. All right, so I'm giving funny. this game two thumbs oh, down. Oh, my God. <laughs> the two thumbs down. Innovation. Oh, my God. Oh, that is so funny. 
Yeah. Okay, moving on. Okay. You no. know, actually, the question that I did have during The Witcher 3, sorry, Gabe, was just why they didn't go to the police. I'm just getting fucking dummy over here, man. It's fine. I know. I'm sorry, Gabe. You jumped Oh, so why, why do you think I left the podcast? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Reasonable. He keeps coming back for more. <laughs> I keep oh, going back and just get hurt now. again and again. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I... I'm debating between a thumbs down and a neutral thumbs. Some meh. Okay. It is messed whole thing we do. Yeah. I've been out of the game. You know, I'm going to give it a <laughs> meh. Because yeah. it's yeah. kind of similar to James. Like, this is definitely not my cup of tea. And I I can't fault the game because I am clearly not the target audience. Like, <clears throat> I, I can't just come into this game and be like, Yo, fuck this shit when it's like not targeted at me. Cause I'm sure there's plenty of <laughs> tweens out there who this is their life. <laughs> Tween and adults. people that, you know, yeah, wanna, sorry. wanna wanna relive <laughs> their tween year olds. Their, uh, <laughs> Yikes. Oh, that phrase. Oh what God. the F? That dude. Genius. Oh, Holy shit. Can that God. down for a hashtag? Oh, my God. Can we put that no, away? No, no, no. Yeah, that's... Just, even if it's not relevant. Yeah, yeah just eight, eight tween-year-olds. Tween year olds. Jesus oh. Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, does that mean that there's eight 11-year-olds? <laughs> we don't have to Is go that into what it. that means? <laughs> <laughs> Once again, James needs the mathematical equation. Okay. All right. <laughs> um... Yeah, because this game is like, oh, God, it's, mm, there's plenty to not like, like the writing okay. is huge. Um, it, For me, it's yep. it's the writing and the, the fact that I really don't empathize with any of the characters. Um, I find them all pretty unlikable. And don't really root for them. Um, but, you know, there is there is a interesting <coughs> theme here with, like, the time travel, the kind of trying to live the life of a 18-year-old girl going to some, you know, snooty academy, essentially. Um, rekindling an old friendship... Dealing with, I, I guess, love. Um, <laughs> I guess. Reasonable. And also the the end of the world that's coming about from, I guess, also using your these powers you discover. Um, so there's kind of a lot on the table. And I, I think personally it's a little bit messy how they kind of all wrapped it together. But I do think there are some interesting ideas there and I think that maybe if they had refined it a little bit it could have been a lot better and a lot more appealing and uh, intriguing and engaging um, mm. I, I do like the aspect of like the, the murder mystery <clears throat> and I almost wish mm -hmm. they had delved more into that than the supernatural time warping power thing well it's kind of an interesting trope that I think could be done well I almost feel like maybe it could have been better off as its own game. Um, and this game could have just focused more on like, yeah, the, the murder mystery, but mm 
Yeah, it's, you know, clearly a ton of people love this game. Good for them. It's not for me. <laughs> I'm just going to give it a meh. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay, I'll jump in and so you'll finish this off. Um, I... Um, I kind of like am the demographic for this game, man. Like, I, I don't care if it makes you girl. guys. You guys. Uh, that ship sailed but a like, long time ago. Yeah, like, <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. I like. I it's just like, want to this... wear this game's skin. Uh. <laughs> you guys. Exactly. Um, I guess the way I would put it if you wanted to get intellectual about it which is what we're all here to do um, outside of that sort of whiny thing I was doing earlier, which I think was working. But um, yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's really that. It was working. It was yeah, working. thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I think it is a conversation about the word good and how it relates to video game critique because saying, you know, this is a good video game or that there is good writing in this video game is a strange thing right because you would think the same like you would think that means that the writing is like i don't know like a literary work of art or something um and i think in a lot of ways you can look at that and be like it's not and you could look at like some of the puzzles in this game and you could be like well those aren't game design works of art either and so then you say all this and i think it makes it really hard to say this game is quote good but then that's and I think that's one of the ways that people often look at games and describe games. And when they're trying to rank them next to each other, they're saying, how good is this game? And it's it's one lens. It's I would not even say my favorite lens to look through games at. For me, I always look at my experience with the game. Like, did I enjoy myself and did I have fun? And I definitely had fun with this game, like no doubt about it. And people can say like, yeah, but you had fun because the game was ridiculous. And it's like, yeah, but they made a ridiculous game. Like, okay. Um, I, I, I'm more willing to give credit to those developers and, and works of art out there or media. I guess works of media, right? That maybe aren't art in the traditional sense, but they give me great enjoyment. And so I like that. Um, and I actually think like, the comparison I was making the other day when I was thinking about this was Senua's Sacrifice, which is a hilarious comparison, right? Yeah, McCoy and I had words about this comparison. <laughs> had words about this comparison. <laughs> oh, no. Buckle up. <laughs> but I just mean that, like, okay. Senua's Sacrifice <clears throat> is a game that I feel like you would look at and be like, now that is a good game, right? Like, that's one of those, it's yeah. easy to be like, this is a good game. But that's one lens and i think that's a really powerful lens and i do love that and, and trust me we are all searching for good games of that way um but like at least all of us here i would actually like the mainstream might not even be looking for senior sacrifice at all um because that's not the lens they're actually looking through but we here i think definitely are when they're around looking for good game experiences great and masterful something else like this um but also like i don't always look to games for that and if every game was Senua's Sacrifice level of good, mm-hmm. I might be thirsting for a trashy game every once in a while. And I think part of what makes Senua's Sacrifice so incredible is that it's in a sea of games that aren't on its level of good. Um, and we thirst for it because of that. 
But I look at this game, and this game in a different criteria in terms of, like I said, how much you enjoyed it, really, it works for me. And I don't want to discredit a game super hard for that because what is it there for at the end of the day? If it was there for me to have fun and it, I had fun, what am I to complain about, really? So I don't know. It doesn't mean I'm going to fucking walk away with the cold star, you know, or or and I really even struggle with giving this game a two thumbs up personally. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It is hard to do that to this game, especially after all the criticisms we've heard here. Um, so I think I'm going to land on a one thumb up. But I do want to really clarify, like, I enjoyed this game a lot mm-hmm. and I enjoyed the experience of playing with y'all a lot. And I think I also would have enjoyed it alone a lot. And (laughs) (laughs) not allowed. And I just think that's an interesting thing to think about because I think like, you know, not everything is going to be one flavor of good style of good. And I think this is just a different flavor of good. Like if you're like, I personally am not super into like when they say amaze balls and I groan, but I am into all the nostalgia and I am into all the like, that flirts with something I remember from my high school. It's definitely didn't happen verbatim, but like, oh, I kind of see the character you're going for. I just, I just appreciate that. I appreciate looking at the rest of my life and being like, oh yeah, like that character like kind of is in my life, sort of. Well, <laughs> let's clarify. That character is not in my life anymore. And there's a reason, um, <laughs> like almost exclusively. <laughs> but yeah, so I just think like that is something I really personally enjoy. And I always think back, like like Elena, for instance, like sometimes you'll be like, yeah, I really like, you know, trashy TV or mm-hmm. I really like rom-coms. And so it's Thanks hard. Thanks for outing me on public tell, you know. Oh, tell, yeah. yeah yeah no listen but it's like it's one of those things where it's like if i said to you is that a good movie oh hell no should that win an award absolutely in not. britain for being the best movie one thousand percent no right you said one thousand percent no <laughs> however from an enjoyment metric i actually wouldn't be surprised if you enjoyed those types of things more than the one that actually won that year mm-hmm. and so okay fine i don't i still to this day after having said all that don't really know how to put them all on a compendium it's hard but i want to bring attention to that because i think like let's not shell sell short i've really been speaking well today Mm -hmm. um let's not sell short these types of games that at least we enjoy it so i'm not trying to sell it short here so apparently i'm just giving it a one thumb up just totally (laughs) selling short and i give a bunch of words to to follow it up so anyways that's that's what i wanted to say about it um what do you think zoe uh, well, it was awkward because I had a whole discussion that was essentially going to be that. <laughs> yeah. um, so this is really awkward. Um, no, I mean, I, w- I was going to lead it up by saying this game is to me like the council was to um, uh-huh. <laughs> I can totally <laughs> But also, I think McCoy gave the council two thumbs up, and I think I'm going to stick with one thumb up for this game. Um, just because, like... My experience has changed since the first time I've played this, and it's been mostly, like, negative. But negative sounds like such a harsh word. But, like, I I guess this time around, the flaws are more easily seen. Maybe because we just, you know, we play games more often now. We know what good stories look like. We know what compelling stories look like. And then you play a game like this, and you're like, oh, right. I guess this, you know, isn't as great. Um, so, I mean, it's one thumb up for me, but the one thumb up simply comes from my enjoyment of these types of games from a 
riffing standpoint. Like, there's a show out there called Mystery Science Theater 3000, which is just a bunch of guys, or I guess three comedians, who sit down and watch a really bad movie, and they just riff over it the entire time. And when I suggested this game, I was like, we need to play this as a trashy group playthrough because all I want to do is just sit back with my beer and just riff on this game. Because it's true, like playing this game alone in an environment is like, it's meh. I would probably give, give the game a meh, but it's that added experience of just being able to point out the jank and laugh at it and just watch his characters' mouths don't move or like somebody just makes a, you know, a joke about like, the fact that paralyzed Chloe couldn't possibly have dragged this painting over because she had no legs. <laughs> I'm right. so sorry about that joke. Right. It's right. so right. yeah. yeah, that or like, how do we get the eggs from the scene we just harvested from it? <laughs> that one was Zoe. Oh, God. <laughs> the point is definitely watch our playthrough if you're into riffing because we just like rip into this game with all sorts of just complete mad mad takes true i guess it's not everybody's cup of tea you know if you're looking for a serious playthrough go watch someone else true. it's not gonna be mm-hmm. here um but i mean i just I, I really like doing that sort of play style with with the riffing and and just calling out all of the you know the angsty te- like watching watching a group of grown men try to write what they believe to be an adolescent teenage girl's experience is just I I find that funny like you know I guess they're like. There is conversation to be had, like, why did they have to write that? Why write it from that and not a teenage boy? But I, I don't want to have those conversations. I just think, you know, they did it and it's fucking hilarious. So I'm just here to to riff off of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, one thumb up. Enjoyable experience, but mainly accentuated by you guys, of course. And also just, you know, the nostalgia factor is also mm-hmm. really great. And hey, you know, if you feel like you're in a toxic friendship, play this game, and then maybe you'll notice. How or maybe toxic you won't. And if you don't you. notice, seek help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Wait, where's your go to therapy uh, button? Go, go to if therapy. You, if go you to think therapy. that the relationship between Chloe and Max is beautiful and healthy, <laughs> legitimately find help. <laughs> like, find help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a TOT TOT PSA. PSA. Holy <laughs> shit. Ow. Can we add more? Oh my God. We should have TOT PSAs all also, the time. Also, also let us know um, uh, at our email. Oh my God. Tyranny Did of we thumbs. pimp hard enough this episode? It's actually it excruciating so at this I point. I think the beginning uh, was maybe too hard, actually. Too hard. Especially the beginning. Okay, to be <laughs> fair, it's episode two, right? So theoretically, they've listened to one episode and they're here now and they're like, okay, so that was like acceptable. I think the joke is that it's just too much in this episode. Is that the... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Uh, if you think it was too much, write in at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nailed it. I agree with that one. Yeah, nailed yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get out of here, it's guys. Comment on our stop. Instagram, uh, to me <laughs> oh about how much we pimped our social. Oh, fuck. You know, you should also do You should just go back <laughs> and episode. find that one post of Zoe's PC and just talk trash about the cable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that one douchebag. <laughs> Oh my just god. Just trust us guys. Trust us. All on right. That was okay. hilarious. Just trust us on this. Yeah. But we'll see you on the other side when next week with a mystery game. 
you'll never know what it is until you click on the episode. So That's take care, true. everyone. And we yeah. definitely won't introduce it, by the way. So you're going to have to read the title. Um, anyways. <laughs> 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 take care of yourself. All right. Yep. We're out of here. Woo. All right. Bye. Bye.